Is that what you're thinking, Phil? Like, what's your theory on timing? For what? Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> For Zephyr, like, what's your theory on when we're going to oh. get the next, like, next local top? It's looking pretty good. It took about, I mean, if the market stays. I think it green. ran, like, last time about, I think the last run was, like, what, a month almost? Yeah, it's been quite a while um, since it ran up. So From bottom to top. From bottom to top, it was about a yeah. month. I mean, it is, a, I think, um, I think the privacy narrative stuff, like, gets a little less hype. Just because you know a certain a certain amount of people don't like to touch them, but uh, but it's definitely well. You weren't you weren't here earlier, but did you see what happened to? Uh, I went through the charts of Dash and um, Zcash. Both of them are absolutely wrecked. Like they're going down in a bull market. Like yeah, they're basically. They get, like, I don't I know about um, a few. Okay, I heard some privacy coins got delisted. So yeah, those were in that. Those OKX delistings might be why some of that sell off occurred. But man, like talk about getting wrecked. Um, so, so it could be that people that like privacy coins, maybe some are fleeing to things like Zephyr. That could be just me with Hopium, possibly. But um, yeah, very, very interesting how the... the uh, and I think Zcash Foundation, I don't know if they threw in the towel or what they're doing exactly, but like it seems like uh, Zcash's days are over to some extent. I'm not sure. Um, Monero's actually maintained itself on the privacy narrative. Like in the I mean, privacy space, it's put in higher lows every every so often. Every every bull market or every bear market it's put a higher low in. Yeah, it's actually held its value pretty well through the through the bear. It just kind of stayed flat. Yeah, it's I mean, also if you were the Monero holder. Yeah, Monero's fine if you bought it like twenty fourteen or something and you still own it, you're 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 golden. <laughs> like if you bought it at the very beginning, you're like up ten thousand. Yeah, that's what's interesting. Fine. It has like a core community that like like they don't care about the prices now. They just use it because they like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need that ideologic, like pure community. Um yeah. it's sort of like how the you know you have the Satoshi cult for Bitcoin, you have the Monero privacy cult. Yeah. A few of these like are able to maintain that culture, which is really important. Yeah, there have to be some diehards willing to be there, like the, the real community. Yeah, <laughs> like that are really to, they're gonna ride to keep mining thing. it and stuff too. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean the fact that it's still being mined to this day since it started in twenty fourteen is impressive, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't even know how profitable profitable it is. Or maybe some people had like miners and they just kept running them forever. They're like, whatever. Yeah, I mean it could be the sure same logic that. as you have with Zeph is like there's some inherent value in just being able to produce your, your coins from mining instead of buying them. Yeah, to me, it's like uh, mined coins are a great way to sort of like generate sort of like off the grid money. Um, yeah. It makes sense. Like if you have like, let's say you, I don't know, uh, you know, let's let's just say like some drug lord or something like sold a bunch of coke in Venezuela or something or wherever they do these things. And um, and then they, they they made a bunch of money and they're like, now, what, what am I going to do with my money? Um, like then they go and they buy commercial real estate and they throw a bunch of miners in that real estate, right? Like they could just basically mine, essentially like launder their their ill begotten gains into anything at that point. Yeah, which, which wouldn't surprise me that happens, right? Like it makes perfect sense. And there's no nothing anyone can do about it really either, yeah. which is the other right. funny thing. Um, so it's like it's like what it means is that like you might as well legalize drugs. This is what it essentially means. Well, I mean, we're because kind of, then you'll we're discovering that might be the only option anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the only option anyway. But but what ultimately like what happens is then you'll crash the market for the drugs, as opposed to like creating 
you know, reasons for people to create like enterprises around it. But we know for sure that like Central and South, especially South American drug cartels are extraordinarily um, like high finesse groups now, like gigantic computer networks and all sorts of shit. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if some part of their enterprise would be some sort of crypto operations. Yeah, we just. Really Although, I, don't, I don't know what like I don't, I don't know what the cost of I don't know what the cost of electricity is down there, but that's another probably thing. probably not much. Anyway, that's why I think sure. the solution to this is just we need to get our you know infrastructure for security built out better because you're not going to stop the bad actors. Yeah, you're not. You know, ultimately, I think it's becoming harder and harder. Um, way more decentralized net cryptographic networks are happening. Um, both for just general information and for all of this. So like, yeah, all the nefarious shit that could go down, like everything from uh, human trafficking to uh, child pornography stuff, all that stuff, like to do something about it. I'm not sure what the actual avenue is going to be exactly. I mean, they're, they're pretty good it's at like, cracking down on some of that stuff. Like, but, uh, but obviously they're not able to get everyone, but you know, they're out there, they're watching. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I wonder if we get to a point where like, people are like chipping their kids and shit, whatever. Like here, it's got like a tracker in there so the mom and dad can find them again or something. Oh, dude, I think that's right around the corner, microchips for kids. Like, like as a parent, if you're paranoid, you're totally going to want to mm. do that. Yeah, because you've seen some of the paranoid uh, internet parents on online. Yeah. Like there's some Twitter accounts that are all about like the child trafficking rabbit hole. And I'm not saying child trafficking doesn't happen. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm just saying like, there's an entire like Twitter cult around. And it's a bunch of random like wording about it. Like two news sources. So you're like, huh? Like I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen and all that shit. Like it's probably, I'm sure it does. But the thing is, it's interesting how that becomes its own like narrative cult on Twitter. Um, And it's not like you're stopping child trafficking by posting about it on Twitter. Like, get out there and fucking do something, Liam Neeson. Like, <laughs> like, like, go get a gun and go, like, cap, you know, or get some kids back. Like, what the fuck are you tw- tweeting about exactly? It's kind of ridiculous, but anyway, it's funny. So, uh, I got a coin for you to look at. Have you checked out Passage? Ooh, um, no. What do I need to do? It's in Cosmos. It's uh, it's <coughs> on Osmo and stuff. <coughs> But it's, what does it do? It's yeah. like a it's like a gaming kind of thing. It's I don't know. I haven't looked into it too oh, much, yeah. but it's performing. It like, it's performing it really like, well. Is the point? So there's passage and then there's saga too, right? Like, yeah, so passage, passage is like out. a really small cosmos project. So that's why like I think you know it could have good upside because it's not really picked up on by the the gamers yet. Okay, let's see passage. Um... Work, like, do I have to get coin hall to chart it or something, or what? Uh, it's on CoinGecko. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, let's see, passage. Mm, PASG? Yeah. On CoinGecko? Okay, let's see what has happened with it. So, let's see. Um, the maximum time frame on this. So, it just came out, like, what, September or so? Yeah, it's pretty new. On CoinGecko, I don't know if that's the um, full history, but it is. It is like at highs. There's no like high before then. Its bottom was basically a penny, and it currently is at ten cents. So it's currently at a ten x off of the bottom with a market cap of fifty seven mil, uh, trading volume about three hundred and sixty four k. Yeah, that's the one problem. FDV of hundred. FDV of one hundred and twenty four mil. Um, it is not very liquid, is, is one criticism. Yeah. 
Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't like. Where is it on Osmosis now? Yeah, it has like a whole whole ecosystem in Cosmos, but I've just bought the coin. But uh, but the project is is like up and running. It's kind of a cool project. There's like a game uh, that you can. There's no download. There's no loading. You just like click it in your email, and you're in the game. It's like pretty. It's pretty interesting. Okay. Hmm. Oh, it's an actual you know. game. Yeah, yeah, they have it like running and stuff. So it's not like a promise of a game. Like they have a product. Okay. I, I don't know if it's a, like a metaverse or like, a, I don't know if there's gameplay or if it's like a metaverse thing, but they have like the engine running. I don't intend to actually use it. I just hold the coin in case it goes up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they had like a NFT launch a long time ago uh, before they. They kind of got their community together like that. They were like 10 out of one piece or something. I messed them. It was like right at the end of the bull market. Was that strange? I think they're, they're pretty new. Oh, oh, is that? It? I'm thinking, of, okay, so that's not even the same project. No, no, I, I think Strange Clan is. Passage and Strange Clan is tied to Passage. Okay, okay. I was thinking it was, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I don't um, know if they're like the exact same yeah, thought, entity, but I think they're partnered at least. Right, right. Um, yeah I think like if you compare from a comparative perspective um, the, the plus side of passages it's right there on osmosis you can buy it easily and don't have to go very far um, I guess the negative side is like from a market cap perspective it's like and from a well from a chart perspective it is actually at its like local top I would say um, in, so if you were to be picking from two different charts here uh, and I was going to be adding something, it'd be definitely Zephyr between the two. Like that's, that's the thing. Um, it like, because the one is like Zephyr's volume is so high, relatively speaking, it's like one, one and a half million or something. Um, so that's the trouble with these like little micro cap Cosmos coins is that um, if we had no other alternative at that market cap, I guess that would make sense. But um it just seems like we, I don't know. I must have got like, it because I don't have gaming. My willingness to handle tons of little little coins and transactions and reporting requirements on my public wallet yeah. is another thing. Yeah, that's up to you whether it's worth it. I just wanted some gaming exposure because yeah. I didn't really have any. Yeah, why not? Should be fun. But yeah, I mean, from here, could it go up a lot? Sure, why not? Well, and that's one sector. There are like rumors of, you know, the gaming sector could decouple, blah, 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 which I'm like, yeah, maybe, but I'll hold it just to find out. Yeah, I think gaming, well, gaming to decouple would require um, the games to be really, really popular and also for the game token to be really, really. I think it would take like one, one like AAA game launching, and I think the rest of the gaming tokens could could go up with it, or or you know pick up a just, bit. Oh, just a speculative pump. Yeah, I mean yeah, most of them like are are bullshit. Like really, let's be real. Even if they have a game, like the coin yeah. is the coin is bogus, but they they go up with narrative. Yep, yep. No, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Last time they pumped with the uh, metaverse and narrative, right towards the end of the cycle. As far as I know, there's not any real, there's not any actual gains in crypto. So I mean, you know, all these will they'll pump with the narratives and whatnot. But like you said, it's, it, 
just takes one AAA company watching a, a game in crypto will probably destroy. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about about the fact that they're working on it. I think the thing people don't realize is that a game takes like five years to develop and a ton of money and you know effort. Like it's not a quick thing, and and with how quick crypto moves, it feels like forever. But five years ago, in crypto, that was like like insanely long ago. <laughs> but they could have started building then, and they could still not be done. Yeah, the, the cycle for producing games um, generally should Im- is going to improve with like all the different AI generative stuff. Um, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Like gaming. Yeah. Yeah, gaming in general is going to be accelerated a lot. Movie production, too, to a large extent, I think, as well. Um, what we'll have to see is if the quality gets better, because it could be real bad if they just start mass producing. <laughs> well, no, it's not th- not to say that like um, you just generate random nonsense. It's like taking the just the creation of video game assets, like graphical assets, such as um, music assets and whatever. Um, even if there's a human component, you you really accelerate the the creativity time, whatever. Because just think about like what AI can do to fill in the blanks, like like generative AI. Like let's say you had most of your scene laid out, and you needed a high def like fill in for some portion that didn't look quite right. Like it can just basically just make that for you, right? Just click a button, like yeah, <laughs> draw a square yeah. next, you know. And that would take like a ton of attention to detail to do manually. Exactly. It's like the manual work goes down considerably, I think, with AI and gaming production. So there's going to be quite the, um, and I don't know what that does to the gaming industry exactly. It, it would, to me, it seems like it would make the strong players even strong, the strong industry leaders even stronger, maybe. I'm not sure how much it brings in brand new folks, or does it like turn movie making and video game making into almost like YouTube streamers where almost anybody can make a game just by prompting at some point. I, I guess it's possible. I wonder what ha- I wonder what happens to Hollywood though, ultimately. Like what what if like you could just hop on your computer and um talk out maybe a story idea and um generate literally a movie based on a whole series of prompts and things. Um you know and then adjust it accordingly. That would be pretty impressive and probably same way, like probably YouTube affected Hollywood's bottom line at some level because people are watching new content. Um, they stopped watching regular TV and watched, you know, random YouTubers making content. Um, you have to imagine that that same thing will happen with AI, with existing YouTubers and and Hollywood and everything. Like people only have so much attention that they have to offer. And if you're occupying it doing other shit, then that's just one less thing. That I mean, one less person's going to. I assume we're going to have like whole influencer YouTube channels that are not a real person. Like you might not even know it, but it'll just, oh, it'll of just course. be an AI. Oh, of course. Yeah, there's there's going to be all sorts of like. Uh, I guess the thing with AI is you can make infinite content, and there's not infinite attention. You know, there's only so many human beings, and that those human beings have a certain amount of attention they can, they can um, attribute to any particular form of entertainment. So it's like it, there is a level at which you get saturation and um, it'll affect the bottom line of existing industry. Mm. I was watching to see if like um, Adam really starts to finally run here. That is the most beat down. And you might be watching for a while. So it's at 9.92. It, it dropped all the way to... 874, interestingly enough. And um, 
like it double tapped on resistance at $12 and 20 cents. And then I suspect like this is the last time it needs to run. If you can get back to 1220 here, I think it's, it's going to moon with everything else. That would be really nice. I think like it's break to 20 bucks is going to be really useful. Maybe the sellers are finally exhausting as they're like shifting it into coins that have gone up 10 X. Mm-hmm. Which is not something I would yeah. If you're if you're if you're into if you're into uh, like yeah, if you have something run, it's stuff like Adam and Link. You want to figure out if you have to dump into those because they still have like pretty good multiples they can run, but like are much safer from the perspective of like uh, downside at this point because they haven't run yet. Yeah, Adam feels and they've also consolidated. Yeah, Adam's pretty safe at this point. I mean, it's consolidated in the five to ten dollar range for a solid two years, so we're fine. <laughs> like it's not going down that much more and if it does it's going to catch a bid yeah and 50 percent might not be that much for you know like like some of these coins that have gone up 10x they can they could drop 50 percent. it's a lot more oh yeah they could drop that in a day depending how small they are yeah and it means a lot more money mm -hmm. yeah if you're trying to secure like in a store of value yeah right you want to pick the thing that thing that hasn't run yeah. Injective is just about to break. Um, I'm kind of curious. Here. I'm curious if it can do another leg up. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Injective. Yeah. You think it has one in it? I think, I think it's all but certain at this point. Like it's 45 is its top. It's already back to 42.90. And it put in higher lows even on these capitulation wicks. So, like, uh, its low was January the 3rd, and it dropped to $0.29. Cents. And then yesterday on the, the down wick, it only went to $0.33. Cents. So it put in a higher low um, even during these capitulation wicks. So I think now it's, its downside has been defined, and that those are the lows. And next stop, it'd be 59 bucks to hit its next FIB target. And then after that, it's ninety two. So I think it'll, it'll, I think it'll run to ninety two. I had to guess. They just need a good airdrop. I know, like Black Panther might be soon. I don't know if there are any others, but they need a, a stimmy check. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, but like th three fib levels for injective would put it at one hundred seventy three dollars. Just, just for reference, and it's early bull market, so it could definitely get there. So I think. But my, my thesis on Injective was buy this thing for a trade, sell it at 92 maybe. And I'll see where optimism is, optimism is at that point. I might take my Injective and just dump in Dantism. I'll be people's exit liquidity. We'll see. Because it, um, where, where's Autism now? It's probably running. Let's see here. Yeah, it's at night. Uh, 1.9 cents um it uh it's gonna run with like just a matter it's just a leverage play on injective essentially because it's tied to the inj amm um the inj um autism trading pair so i think injective runs autism runs basically automatically that's why i'm holding ninja too because it's like entire liquidity is pulled against injective so it's relatively correlated yep oh yeah it's pretty good uh 
it'll be a pretty good like leverage play on injective essentially. Yeah, if it, if it does the succeed, they should go up more. Yep, exactly. Um, now you might have to have like a trigger finger though in terms of exit. Yeah, if it, if it pumps to your your predefined level, it's like okay, sell, so be done with it. Yeah, I'm kind of just like shifting small amounts into BTC on pumps, just so I like have something to show for it if this all comes crashing down. Hmm. Yeah, one of the ways you know Kuji has some time, ways to run is that Akash is trading higher than in market cap than Kuji is. It's yeah. like what? Kuji really does feel undervalued, but they're, they're they kind of have a different oh, I mean, approach. Kaba's, I don't even know what's up, but Kaba's at eight eight twenty eight million as an example. <laughs> Market caps are pretty misleading sometimes. I just look at like the direction they're moving instead of like what it is almost. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just more just looking at the relative performance to see yeah. like you know what's possible. Like if this can do it, that probably can do it type of idea. Yeah, it's just when you get up to like the top 30 where like you're like, okay, like what the heck? Like how are these worth this much for some of them? There's definitely some garbage that needs to be pumped out of the top 100. Um, like ordinal sats already made it to 1.3 billion. Yeah. Um, the ordinal coins, I would not fade. They're, they're doing some crazy stuff. Mina, Mina protocol, Mina protocol is like 1.2. I don't even know what Mina does. Um, and maybe it's good. Phantom FTM is at 1.2 billion still. Synthetics is still at 1.1 billion. Holy shit. <laughs> Can't believe it's still that high. Lunk is a funny Data one. It's like, why the still- heck does Lunk have that market cap? They just have a ton of locked up cap. Have you watched any videos on Theta Network? Is it, does they have any like content there? They do. No. Yeah. It's at one point, it's not like very user friendly to use, but I used it like initially for I don't know. I thought I was gonna like farm farm coins with it or something, but it wasn't very very realistic. Sandbox is still at one billion right now. Jesus Christ! Axie Infinity is still a billion. What in the what in the hell? I feel um, like those just have like a base amount of capital that's never going to like it's just locked up somehow, maybe even just forgotten. So they're just not going to go below Bit BitTorrent at a billion. Um, Beam made it up to 900 mil. KuCoin's coin is 960. I'm just going through this. I don't even know what WeMix is. I don't know what WhiteBit is. The BitGet token, really. Um, every exchange has a token now. <laughs> the Neo token. Uh, Tezos. Chile? What the fuck is Chile? That's a 79. Chile's? C-H-E-E-L. Oh, no, Chile. No. C-H-E-E-L-E-E. It probably... It's like, a, uh, it's like a sports betting market or something like that. The Chili's is that, right? Yeah, that's what Chili's. Chile is something else. Chile. S-H-E-E-L. I have no fucking idea. Oh, okay. I mean, EOS is still 840 million market cap. That's when I'm selling is when EOS pumps. That's when I'll sell. Yeah, if you ask pumps, it's, that's that's definitely a uh, a retail's here sign. Um, Rose is at eighty three now. Oasis Network, Gala Games eight twenty one. Woo is at seven seventy five million. Luna Classic is at seven thirty six million. For God's sake, it's at level it's ninety right. still. Wow. <laughs> there's just some like phantom, there's like a phantom buying. pool of capital on Lunk that I don't think is going anywhere. Hmm. Pancake swap, seven thirty mil. Frax is still around at seven oh eight. Uh, DYDX on Ethereum is at seven hundred two million market cap. 
Fetch AI is sitting at 702. So it'll be at like wow, 1.4 billion. Yeah, it'll be at 1.4 billion if it reaches its uh, prior high. Well, that thing's doing pretty well for that uh, size. I didn't know it was so big. Akash made it to number 98 rank at 690. Um, let's see, Gate.io's token is at 687. Chili's, the, the sports betting one, is at 100. Level market cap, 100, $684 million. Interesting. So, yeah, there's plenty of um, room for a lot of stuff to pump. Supposedly, the uh, the perps product for Kuji is around the corner, so that could be what it needs. Uh, let's see here. Pyth, Rollbit, Cello. There's quite a few things in the rank 100 to 200 range. I think a decent strategy would be to watch like rank 200, like watch for something that enters the 200 and starts moving up and just yellow it. You know, because it might be going to top 100 like a lot of them do when you see them like climbing the ranks. Hmm. Yeah, Zcash dropped to 314 million. It's really done quite poorly. Down 22.6% in the last seven days. Zcash and Dash got wrecked pretty much. Yeah, I feel like that must be news related. It's probably the OKX thing. It's like people exiting the coins because they're delisted and stuff. Did you get some unicorn yet, Seppi? No, what's that all about? Oh, it's like a... I saw the funny website. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's all it's about. That's all we know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like its own L1, like, so it's interesting. Like someone. It was an airdrop, though, wasn't it? Wasn't it an airdrop for whoever? Yeah, small. Like, Tia holders or something? Yeah, it's like Tia and Adam. You probably have some if you felt like connecting your wallet, but that's up to you. <laughs> probably not, but okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Someone will send you some, I bet. Let's see here. They keep talking about love and stuff, and I'm like, does this have a relation to autism? Like, it's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, kind of like copy of the same idea. Yeah, or maybe Bruce is actually involved. I don't know. You never know these days. It's heavily shielded by uh, by Don, so he may or may not be involved. <laughs> I think he likes the website. Yeah, it's at least that. It is. It's pretty nostalgic. It has like the WinMX player on there. It's kind of cool. Yeah, WinAmp. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. WinMX was a torrent thing. At WinAmp. Yeah, Win WinMX was Something like before uh, before LimeWire and stuff. That was like a like an OG torrent thing. Mm -hmm. Miss those days. Trying to to take a minute to mail something here. I've got to send something someone by Amazon. <laughs> What's done here? I like the uh, I like the little mini cycles going on right now, like with uh, Solana and Injective. Whenever they make their local tops, all their mains start pumping, and you can just kind of cycle in and out of those. It's pretty fun. You've been doing some cycling yourself, or 
uh, a little bit. It's kind of pure boredom because <laughs> I'm basically just not doing anything right now. I'm just holding off the bags I accumulated earlier in the year. So I played around on Levana for a few weeks and then uh, just been using like injective profits to buy some of those memes, things like that. I'm still waiting for Levana to, to go up. That token sure got beat. Yeah, probably uh, deservedly that wash was pretty yeah, that horrific. Was definitely... That can be a good opportunity, though. That was my logic. It was like, often that's a good time to buy when a token launches and totally botches it as long as they're not a crappy app. Sorry, I kind of re disconnected from this space. Phil, can you hear me okay? Uh, I can hear you now. I feel like okay. it's lagged. Like me. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Now I was like, I got a phone call and it like, I don't know, this thing, like sometimes it allows you to take a phone call, sometimes it doesn't, it just kicks you. Um, you can reconnect to the space, which is nice, but it just varies. Yeah, at least they fix that so it doesn't wreck the space. Yeah, it sort of, it, it sometimes does that too, though. It's like, it's a little bit random whether it decides to rug this full space or not. Looks like total market cap for crypto is like 1.8 trillion now. It's getting up there. That is pretty crazy. It's interesting how high it is because like we have so many more coins now, like, like it's way up mm -hmm. there. Yeah, the numbers always look impressive. It kind of shows that really like the, the altcoins are just diluting themselves and in the grand scheme of things oh yeah well everything's deleting each other it's, i i just look at just one giant spider web of money right there's almost no point in like separating them all really it's all the same thing let's see here what happened here yeah zeph is slowly climbing so it's above resistance now so it's at 21.45 so like it needs to do a little run to like 25 and then pull back down again one more time. And then next would be like run to like 28 and then pull back again, maybe. See, so yeah, I like each of these levels probably will take like maybe a few days each. So then like by the time you get to like, I don't know, 110 bucks or something, we're probably like maybe a month from now or so. If we continue to just keep going up, which I suspect we will, since BTC is doing well. Yeah, I'm really curious to see if we get a, a sell the news kind of event. I don't think it'll be anything crazy, but I don't know. It just feels too good to be true that it could really just go up more. Yeah, I think it's. Well, the thing is, here's the thing: like, if you get all this ETF news and there's a dump for some reason, well, then like the what you're get what you're handing retail is just free money. Oh yeah, I'll right. be buying it. It's, it's like yeah, who's not going to be buying if it dumps after? I mean, the people that won't be buying it are the people that are buying right now. So that's like the debate is like if we're really just going to go up, you would want a position now. But I'm sure as hell not taking that risk. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like you're you're we're we're getting close enough to all time high with BTC that it makes more sense to make newbies pay like above all time high prices for BTC. Like it does not make sense yeah, to sell. Like maybe Max Payne is to, to go up. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, Max Payne is like people that missed it, and now we're, they're like, "Oh, what happened to Bitcoin? Oh, it's it's a hundred thousand dollars now." And they're like, "What?" Right? Like, yeah, or there's, there's they, usually they a crash in January. 
there's there's generally a crash in January, but you don't usually have like an ETF approval in January, so that could negate it. And then there are a ton of people yeah. waiting for for that dip. So if that never comes, yeah, there's the tax harvesting people. There's like all sorts of folks like in that January to April timeframe that classically there's always been something happening. Also, like just there were black swans in that time frame too in the past. Yeah. Uh, March 2020 would be the classic one. I mean, we have regulators getting pretty feisty right now, so there could be, you know, we could get a news event. Mm. Cheeto's funny. He's like, <laughs> Cheeto's always like, uh, like, he always requests speaker on here and it's like to loiter, but never Wait, speaks. Cheeto ever. back? Cheeto's right here. He's El Pepe right there. Oh, that's Cheeto? What's up, dude? Yeah, it's like he's been hanging around here the whole day. Just hasn't said a word as usual. Uh, Cheetos the is the most um, like is the most likely to be Bruce. <laughs> Thumbs down there. Cheetos his greatest no. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cheeto. What's so special that you have to like never speak? I need to know. I don't know that Cheeto's ever spoken, has he? Have you ever heard really Cheeto speak, Phil? No, never heard it. Don't even know Cheeto's gender, actually. Yeah, sometimes Cheeto has uh, uh, girl figurines and uh, other times uh, boys. <laughs> never can tell with Cheeto. Hey, Seppi. Milo, what's up? Hey, Frodo. Oh, not too bad. Did you uh, you hear? I had like a few friends there saying uh, issues with the exchanges and stuff on the dump too, right? Like, there's a lot of people that had issues because they're trying to buy, right? Oh, we have your dry powder. The recent liquidations. Yeah, they're just. It's always that thing. Like, then there's connection issues and stuff, big slippage and everything. So. Mm. Even it's going to be tough to kind of get the bottom, I think, on each one of these. But I, I think we're going to like kind of, you know, get nice little weekly pumps here and here on different news or someone's buying this or that. And then there'll just be a kind of a bleed out as we continue to climb. But that's my thoughts. Yeah, I don't know. Um... Everything's looking really hot today. Everything's gonna moon. I, I sense it. That was a weird little dip last last night. I was like, "This is this is a gift." I think. Yeah, tonight is our night. Everything's gonna moon. Here it comes. There's pretty strong. I mean, we've been saying this for weeks, but supposedly the ETF is approved tomorrow. We'll see. Yep. Yeah, that's the other reason why it's gonna be front run. Because like whatever alts you had a chance to buy yesterday, on a dip like. You know, like that was that was kind of the time. Yeah, they really they really took a dip too, and BTC barely moved. I was like, well, I'm not buying BTC, I guess. Hmm. Luna's still stuck at like seventy three cents. <laughs> Luna's so down. It topped to one twenty, and then it dipped down. To I, I bought some at I think fifty nine or maybe sixty last night. I was like, I just have to. I guess I'll buy a little more. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you talk to yourself in the it's a problem yeah i just always nibble on some on some luna 
you've got the um you've got the the full bag holder effect going on yeah like why stop now really you know why yeah why yeah you've got to have it down you you know your <laughs> devil right. the devil I'll you DCA know all whatever. the way to zero screw it <laughs> Bruce, did you get a night, good night's sleep? Bruce, are you there? Bruce, can you hear Safi? I think he can. He's busy or something. Anyway, yeah, everything's looking really sweet here. I, I suspect, too, like, um, this will be the last, like, um, once Zephyr makes a big run, you probably won't get these prices again, ever. Um, I doubled my like, bag at like usually, 16, so I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you, usually these things, like, um, once you get to, like, maybe a three to 500 mil market cap level, it's hard to bring them down. Um, there's just not, like, you know, they, they, there's, there's a certain level you reach. And then if you can get to a billion, you probably, it's really hard to get below 300 mil. So like these levels would be like way in the rearview mirror at that point. It's like if you bought XMR at the very beginning, do you really give a fuck if it's down like eighty percent off the top? You just don't care because you're you're ahead still like ten thousand percent or whatever. Hello. Hey Savera. How you been? You good? Hello, Chuckaboo. Chugs, what's happening? Hey Brizzy. Long time no speak. How you been, my friend? You okay? I'm okay. How are you? Very good. You you caught the new COVID sprain going around. Is that why your voice is so uh, feeble at the minute? Um, COVID doesn't turn your voice gay. I didn't say gay. I said feeble. But you know, whatever you say, Safi. You right winger, you. I don't know what it is. Like whatever. No, I can make it easily. Like I, I, I swear to God, when uh, the whole COVID nineteen crap first began. I was ill for like four weeks, on and off, on and off, on and off. And obviously, when you start sounding nasally from it all, it obviously changes your, your, your voice tone, doesn't it? And it's been like that for fucking four weeks. So this is definitely a new strain of COVID going around. Ironically, just before Chinese New Year, again. So I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but hey ho. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, don't be. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. How have you been, Bruce? I've been attending Sefi's spaces for. Uh, I've been waiting week for you to show now. up for a while now, and he's like, he's been stalking you a little bit. Well, well I mean, I've just been asking about Bruce. That's not stalking. That's like, <laughs> like stalking. are you stalking your like estranged family when you're like, oh, how's he been? When like you know, every time you see you, like, defending your family against no? stalking accusations never works. I mean, yeah, valid. Yeah, fuck it. I've been stalking you, Bruce. Hi. <laughs> Have you seen my new project? I'm part of it. Sefi gave me 5,000 autism. Sefi, why are you rewarding unvirtuous people? Hey, fuck off. <laughs> You're fully well unvirtuous. Yeah. All right, that's why... Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was worried that you might catch me on this one, and now I'm now you've caught me. Well, okay, uh, at least specify what the virtue is. Like, what what has he done that is virtuous? Mm, he's grown lots of muscles. That's true. That is pretty virtuous. As far as we know, he hasn't raped anybody. That's good news. 
right? I so haven't the, the failure to haven't commit sin, certain sins I, might be considered virtuous, maybe. Uh, remember, I took a vow of honesty three years ago. I haven't broke it. Four years ago now. So that, yeah. Oh, vow of honesty. You haven't broken your vow of honesty yet. No, but I mean, I've, I've at times I've exaggerated things, realized I've exaggerated and apologized to the person. So, uh, yeah, you know, I guess I've corrected the mistake. Mm. What was the what was the last exaggeration you caught yourself in? Curious. Oh, this one. Uh, I think I said something like, I've, and obviously it's going to be fitness related. I think I said, oh, I've just finished seven hours of climbing. Hang on a minute. No, it was like six and a half hours or something like that. And like that, that was Ooh. it. Just, just corrected myself for that. Like, it's nothing major. That's almost, that's almost satanic. And let it be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Send me 1000 autism back. Mm. Okay. Send me your address. I'll send it back. It's fair. Only fair. I, know, I think it's that's, good. I think that's virtuous. Okay. Personally. Um, what are, what are like some other major things you've exaggerated and caught yourself in that you maybe did long term that sort of you realized were like really ridiculous? Are we talking about before I did this Val, or are we talking about uh, um, as in as in when you when you committed to it three years ago? What did you I notice haven't? the most? I, I think because I, I was never really a liar or anything like that. I just keep quiet. I just. It, it was just a case of like when I was saying with my ex partner, I do like little white lies here and there to like, yeah, oh yeah, I've done that, I've done this, and I did like taking the bins out and shit like that. It's just like just dumb shit that you just don't need to do. And I just don't know. It just it just felt stupid to do. Like every man here knows exactly what I'm talking about, but like now I just don't do it anymore. Like it's, I get with someone, I'm just completely honest with them. If I've got mates, I'll be blunt and direct with them, and I'll say to them, look. I don't care if you don't like it. This is just, yeah, this is the honesty of it. Sorry, but yeah. But no, nothing, like that, that's a good thing though. If I don't remember exaggerating something, it means I've, I've, I haven't done anything like that either in a while. Or, yeah. Right, you haven't robbed anybody lately? I don't believe in stealing from people, so no. Because the last time you robbed someone, you, you begged for you know, forgiveness, right? I've never stolen from, uh, actually, don't lie, I stole from a shop when I was 14 once, and I paid penance uh, by working in that shop for a full day for free, so yeah. Well, you got caught? Yeah, I'm too honest, I, I basically went, like, I caught up, yeah. And, it's probably but, good you got caught early, right? Oh, I, I got caught because I went home to my mum, I had like all these sweets in my pockets, and she was like... I, she only gave me enough money for cat food and i went out got the cat food had loads of she went, where the fuck did you get all that from and i went i kind of robbed the shop so she marched me back told me told them put him to fucking work for a day and that was it so yeah i got yeah, yeah. So she's to work <laughs> did you report them for child labor right after that and blackmail them no but do you know what the silver lining is when i was working there they kept giving me free sweets and like shit it was like the whole point of me doing this is because i robbed you from sweets why are you giving me yeah, free they were doing stuff? that so you didn't blackmail um, them <laughs> it's very possible very very possible but like uh <laughs> it is what it is i paid my penance i learned my lesson yeah it's an interesting angle Well, it's half the reason I don't smoke. So the one thing my mum did that was right for me growing up is like, you know, every kid with like the little candy cigarettes growing up, like they pretend they were smoking. Like it was, oh, yeah, like, like it was cool gum. in the eighties. Like cigarette it? gum. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, we had like uh, uh, Bruce will know this. It was like almost looked like chalk, but it was flavored, and it was like a just a candy sort of like a chalk substance. But it was yeah, it was just, it was just like a candy taste, I guess. Like literally how you describe candy, and you just pretend you were smoking it. And I used to think I was cool at like the age of three or four doing it because I'm watching it on a movie every like you know you got fucking John Travolta doing it, all the cool fuckers. Yeah, you know what I'm on about, right? Anyway, like digressing away from it. And she handed me a real cigarette at the age of four. And she went, if you think it's cool, try it. And I choked for a solid like hour because obviously I didn't know A, how to smoke, B, my throat hadn't developed. And ever since then, I have never had the urge to smoke a single cigarette and I never have in my entire life. Like, and why would I like? It was a horrible feeling and I don't, I just, yeah, it's grim. So That was like some rebel parenting that could have gone very wrong, but I'm glad it worked out. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah i thought i was gonna get my kid off cigarettes and i got him addicted at four <laughs> yeah i, mean, I haven't smoked anything to this day so far not even a shisha or anything like that nothing damn yeah hats off to you Seffy. like I'll, I'll be honest there's nothing better than a uh a, like you know a bit of weed at the end of uh, a, a hard month <laughs> mm. and that's not a cigarette that's out of a pipe so uh yeah it's not the same thing when I was a kid, they had gum that was literally like wrapped like a cigarette and it had powdered sugar in it. So you could blow through it and it would make a little cloud. And those are definitely banned now. That is not allowed anymore. Yeah, oh, yeah that's that influence right there. That, that's the old school influencers, like trying to push their product. Good old camel. <laughs> oh, looks like Ben Coin's making a comeback, apparently. Inside my, my, my news feed's been uh, populated with it. So it uh, looks like influencers are trying to uh, oh get, get Ben's coins going again. Grifter. He tweeted today, literally, is like right before everyone like thinks it's going to get approved. He tweeted that he's going to go to DC and get the ETF approved. <laughs> so yeah, it's 12 o'clock. Before and act like you did it. I find it funny as well. Like some of the comments are like, I thought you were off drugs. How can you afford drugs if like you're begging people now? <laughs> it's just, just abusing the poor guy. I think it's well deserved. Well, yeah, didn't he? Uh, didn't his wife leave him in the end and take half of everything? And like oh, yeah. after saying it was okay, yeah. having a mistress. I think she's doing just fine. <laughs> ben the Armstrong. That dude is a phenomenon. I don't know why. Like, like he maintains some following. It's just like beyond me. To be fair, Bruce, you should probably give him some autism. He kind of fits the bill. I would speak with his noise. Give me a minute. What was that sound? It's like a machine. I'm back. What was that noise? Blender or something? Some sort of... um hairdryer thing playing around in my trading view thing I accidentally deleted some coin I was watching I don't know what it is now <laughs> can't find it can't remember sounds important so um Bruce the uh the price to sell AKT have you sorted that out yet no I mean, look at the price. Because you got it like around, mm, what, maybe like a a dollar fifty or something or something like that. 
Um, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, something like that. It's at three twelve now. Mm. I think. I think it'll. With all the different news about these types of apps or these type of chains, I think we get to like. I think we'll get to the high at eight thirty two again. My uh, just looked at my orders. My average was like one point five five. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I think I talked about it right around that time. So it's about doubled now, and I think it'll get to 8.32 for sure, like its prior high. Mm, it's early enough in the bull market, like, I don't know, maybe we let it run to the next bit at like $24, which would be really good, like good return on investment. That'd be like a 15x maybe. What do you think? I'm not really Oops. sure where this goes. I haven't got bullish on it, really, because um, it was genuinely useful for Zeph. Yeah, it was, there was that, too. It's genuinely useful for a lot of things. I guess that's the other thing, like, narrative-wise. It seems like the choice that, like, you know, if a media company like a, a Bloomberg or a Forbes or somebody like that was going to do an article about something and they want to find some legitimate crypto thing that does something. Um, just because last season there were so many, like, crypto things that got wrecked. FTX and whatever else that was in the media. So the thinking would be like, okay, the media doesn't want to get burned shilling something that's useless. So if they're going to talk about something, they're going to find the most legit thing they possibly can. And I, I don't know. I figured mm. that there's like a play on legitimacy, and that would be to me in this run. For me, it's it's well, a cop and um and the other one is um chain link because of the um you know, because it has actual stuff happening. Even the fact that there was a problem and it solved it puts it ahead of like ninety nine point nine 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 percent. Well, what problem? What do you mean? <clears throat> People wanting to boot up um, Zeph miners without the hardware. Oh, okay. If there's a problem that actually <laughs> was beneficial. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can do GPU stuff and all sorts of mining on there, not just Zeph, which is cool. So it's just simply a matter of like that and and like the rapidity of it. And the fact it was also linked to a token. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. What's up, everybody? Don, what are you doing? Well, I'm presently in uh, a Cephi space, co-hosted by Coach Bruce. Um, very pleased to be here with you. Um, I'm brewing up a concoction uh, for my spiritual development. And um, as I'm stirring the pot, I really? can't help but notice um, you noticed Citizens Dawn enter the space and uh, proceeded to act as though you did not notice Citizens Dawn. Hmm. And uh, was a little uh, maybe curious as to uh, why you feel the need not to acknowledge Citizens Dawn. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just meet you now. Let's see what Kuji has to say. Kuji Maxi, what's up? I haven't heard from you before, I don't think. What's up? Anything exciting in your life? Hey, guys. Yeah, what's up? I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Um, for some reason, like the color of your PFP and everything, it it's, I don't know. Are you just a little bit maybe deranged as a person? I didn't get you. I, I, like, do you have a little bit of mental illness as a person? Do, are you autistic? 
<laughs> not at all. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, what's it called? A trippy uh, Bonnie NFT from Solana. Oh, oh, it's a Solana thing. Oh yeah. I see. Okay. I don't know. This the, the colors on the thing make me want to have a seizure or something. Uh, that that's the, that's the idea, you know. Uh, for uh nft back then uh trippy bunny uh with acids and all that stuff so it was it was a real kicker back then in solana okay okay but now, but now we're in kuji yeah so you so see now you moved to kuji like what what what, what price could you i didn't get your your last statement i said what price did you buy kujira token at no the funny thing i got into kujira when it was still on terra uh so i got in oh. around uh eight dollar back then so we've been holding since then uh i'm actually very excited. bruce had some bullish tweets at like five dollars almost and i bought it at five and now we're at 450. i blame him for this. well uh for me you're still early because uh back uh, uh during the bear market of I bought, the top, I bought the top <laughs> Well, uh, we've not even hit a billion dollar market cap, so uh, I wouldn't really say you, you you bought the top top. You know, you you will still make some gains because oh, these guys. Do you think we have a ways to go? Like, what's what's your target for this thing? Like, for me, uh, if you if you look at what Kuji has been able to to build without hype, without VC, uh, this is easily a four billion dollar market cap uh, token right but we're not even up to a billion dollar right so uh i've been in the ecosystem for a very long time i've been tracking uh you know uh, the development uh, it's crazy uh from oka yeah. to a whole lot of dabs that is working uh, uh creating real yield we're not talking about hype here we're not talking about uh vc uh marketing and all that stuff and these guys have been able to you know uh make everyone whole from the days of terra so even if you got in at the all-time high uh in terra which was around four dollars or so uh you still have all your monies back and i don't think there's any other token in terra that actually uh survived and made everyone whole you know these guys are just you know crazy guys yeah i think uh like i think yeah if it does another like maybe 10x from here like that would be like getting probably close to what i like some of what i bought in luna or whatever in the first place maybe i'm not sure we'll see i bought a whole lot uh here at the top though so we'll see if that works out okay i'm sure it will uh, i also encourage you to look at uh some of the alts on uh kujira because uh uh there, there's still uh, a few there's generally a few alts on kujira so it's easy for you to look around in the ecosystem and make some 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 good uh, uh gains for me the ecosystem has been one for good learning uh the community is great great guys you can have real interaction and uh you can also pick up one or two alts and uh you know uh it, it will be fun I think what I'll do is if my um, Zephyr uh, pops like a good 20x from here, then what I'll do is I'll convert some of that to maybe ZSD, send it over to a new um, like no KYC exchange type of thing, 
and then maybe I'll go and buy a bunch of altcoins, like layer one alts and stuff, because I can't be bothered with like figuring out how to report all that shit on a public ledger with all that being monitored now. So I want to make sure that I'm on a like private ledger, essentially. And the best way to do that is to moon Zeph first. <laughs> that's the idea. Oh, that, that, that's fine. That's fine. So yeah, well, and maybe it's too late by that point. Maybe everything moons. I don't know. It's possible. But, um, or like, I'll just wait for, I'll just uh, hold on to the, whatever, like, um, privacy stash from Zephyr. And then I will just like ape in next bear market. No problem. Right. Well, like they say in crypto, uh, there's always opportunity everywhere. Yep, yep. Or, or yeah, you're right. Maybe there's just like something new will show up uh, right at the time that I can, like uh, we get after, you know, 1 billion market cap Zephyr, and then I can create like a nice fresh wallet and start playing some games with whatever new comes out. There's, there's going to be a lot of new stuff coming out. Like if the, as the bull market proceeds, it should do well. Yeah, personal. I think, uh... This this uh, bull market, we might see a lot of uh, reward assets platforms popping up. Uh, maybe blockchains that are tailored towards reward assets. You know, so who knows if that might start the next bull market. But till then, let's see. Let's see how it all plays out. Yeah, I just I just have the main real world asset um, chain, which is Chainlink. Like it's the one that has a built in Oracle service, so it actually has the most straightforward way to build in like RWAs and commodities tokens and things of that nature. There are some other ROWA projects out there. I haven't really investigated them or bought any of them. Um, but yeah, there, if, yeah, I don't, I don't know how strong of like a, a narrative or whatever that becomes. Well, Zephyr's finally moving nicely. So it beat its first resistance at 21 and now it's going to 25. Uh, I think it'll pick up quite quickly now green candle after green candle it's good finally the party can begin did you get yourself some zephyr already kuji or no oh no i i i'm so deep in kuji right now okay you're just kind of like putting all the eggs in one basket huh well, uh, I have uh, a lot of eggs in Kuji, I have in Orai, I have in uh, Chromia, and I have in some other, you know, uh, chains. Well, you know, yeah. Hmm. I think I'll, if, I think with my Kuji, maybe like I'll sell it at some point and buy my wife something fancy. What do you think? Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, it's always good. I, I tell people, uh, take out profits, you know, to the real world, get something nice for yourself, you know, for family, so that, you know, you know, our market is a zero-sum game, right? Uh, what you're buying, someone is selling to you. What you're selling, someone is buying from you. So when you take our money, you can do something nice for yourself. Even when the market tanks, you can be like, oh, yeah, this is my profit. I used it to get this for myself. So, you know, it's a good, it's a good thing. Okay, cool. Get a get us some gold teeth. Gold teeth. Uh, hmm. You think they'd look good? Like, like all. I think of them. it's about. I think it's about time you pimped out your wife. Been buying shit for yourself like those cars. 
Uh-huh. Why you pimp out your wife? I mean, he did just buy us some very expensive Turkish share perfume. So uh, he's, he, he's putting money in towards her. Yeah, it's a very nice smell, actually. It's uh, Ambra Calabra from Nishan, Turkey. The interesting thing. Nice, nice scent. Uh, Bruce, do you like different scents and things or not really? Mm, <clears throat> I like the smell of sandalwood. Uh, and I also yeah. like ginger, like ginger tea when you cut it yourself. And I also like, generally I like any kind of wood and also old books. I like like a hundred year old book that's had many, many people flicking through it and like skin has, has sort of fallen off into the book pages over time. And then you get your nose in it and sniff it and you can smell like the sort of ancient quality of uh, long past people who've also enjoyed the same book. Wow. A scent of mine, like uh, I've got a cologne from uh, called Terra de Hermes. Uh, I guess it's by Hermé or whatever. I don't know how you pronounce that in French. I got it in France while I was there. It's very nice. She likes it a lot. I like it. He just blew off everything. <laughs> like the what perfume. I'm, like, used like, I'm used to it. Uh, no, it seems no, harsh, man. Like, no, he, he likes sandalwood. Autism. And then wood, wood, ta- wood odors. I, I get it. No, no, no. He said more Carrying than that. He, he gave you a full speech about books. Well, wait, well, I book just noticed they're, they're literally the all... Books. They're literally all made of wood on some level. That's cool. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I didn't know if you were trying to take this to a book discussion or like maybe just anything. <laughs> no, I was just reflecting on the smells I like because I've, yeah, yeah. I've never collated them in one group before. Hmm. But you haven't been a fan of like necessarily like a buying a cologne or something. Um, I, I have no, I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm not a big sniffer overall. I I'm like either. I think my I like sense of smell stuff. is not very good. I like feeling stuff. Like if I'm in a uh, a shop getting a gift for someone, like a girl or whatever, um, I will feel all of the fabrics. Let, let, let's say I'm buying like a, a jumper or a sweater or something, right? I'll be in that shop and I will feel like 50 different ones and only one of them will feel right. And the rest will make me feel a bit icky and I can't get them. It's kind of interesting. I have like a very strong... Um, kinesthetic yeah, sense of what feels right yeah i'm the same it has to the, the texture has to be right for sure and also if a, if a girl or someone has like the wrong texture i will be like Bleh! when i when i touch it like, like i can't stand it have you ever I touched think it's a woman of had, like a girl that had the wrong texture like her skin um yeah i have like where where like genuinely like like maybe messed you up for a week or something because you couldn't think get it out of your head yeah, so I, I think some people don't feel quite right. I agree. They have a sort of a, like a, a texture to them that doesn't feel right at all. Was it the some actual texture, thing. or was it just like the, the the sort of like the the vibe that comes off of the skin, or the actual skin was rough or something? Yeah, I'm just thinking about like senses. I'm definitely a lot more um, kinesthetic and feely than most people. Like certain certain fabrics and textures and 
Um, if I go to a hotel and the, the like, the pillow case feels wrong or something, I really hate it, and I'll put a towel over it. <laughs> Stuff like that. Have you um, noticed it's really hard to get the right, precise type of pillow? Something strange about that. Or oh, you, and yeah. Can you, sleep on, can you sleep on anything? No, I, I like sort of thin and uh, pliable. Yep, same here. Like uh, the stuff that they sell, which is like these big fat pillows, I just don't like. I hate that. I, hate I, that. I think maybe like, oh, I don't know, like pl- yeah, like maybe two inches thick max, and then quite pliable is the best to me. I I I generally sleep on my front, and I kind of scrunch the pillow up underneath my head. Yeah, I do the uh, same thing. <laughs> like so, yeah. that, it's like that. Yeah, so if you if you turn forward, like the larger pillows just are not right for your neck. So it's no, like no. It, it creates a it creates like a problem or whatever. It doesn't feel right. I almost I almost sort of cross my cross my arms in front of me, around the pillow or something. I'm not sure exactly what I do, but it's sort of like a it's a thing that makes sleeping on my front slightly better. I don't really want any width or anything like that. I just want like a, a sort of a a small layer of comfort. Yep, I think we'd like the exact same type of pillows <laughs> and everything. It's funny. But the thing is, like, uh, if you're on your, if you're face down, though, it's like, um, you know, how do you continue with the nose breather thing? You've got to actually have like enough clearance, right? Mm, never had a problem, really. Yeah. Um, Just no, leave, a <laughs> leave a gap. Leave a gap. Maybe I, I need to find an image. Maybe it's a bit different from yours, but I have no, no, um, I have no like nose coverage or anything. Let me try and find it. Mm. Hmm. Chugs, do you like fat pillows or thin ones? Uh, do you know what? I'm temperamental. Uh, I, I go through phases of not wanting a pillow and just like literally crossing my arms behind my head and sleeping on it. I go through phases of just having, you know, I've got I've got thin and thick pillows on my bed, and I'll just throw some to the front. Some, do you know what I mean? It just, it just really all depends. As long as it's a cold pillow, it's fine. Like if you, there's nothing worse than waking up to a warm it's pillow. It's gotta be cool for you. Yeah, it's it's. Hmm. I have to flip it. I don't know what it is. It's just uh, I feel like I can't sleep if my uh, if it's just too stuffy. So I, I think by far, if I was to have a favorite pillow, it's not necessarily thick or thin, but duck feather. For some reason, duck feather pillows just put me straight to sleep. So yeah. Yeah. Did you know that uh, bird feather pillows you can get? Um... You can wind up with uh, hypersensitivity and pneumonitis of your lungs, and you don't know if you're going to be that person until that happens. It's interesting. I'm still alive for now. I've, ha- I've so, had people uh, that uh, had this problem from bird down pillow feathers. So what what, what was it? Allergic reaction or just? Yeah, it's kind of like a reaction that affects your lungs. You can get scarring of the lung tissue. Oh, wow. Well, what? But can it? Is it fixable? Is it like heavily no. critical? I was. No, it, once it damages the lungs, it's just dead. Oh, wow. Cool. It's an interesting That's... side effect. Like, it's not super common to have that problem, obviously. Otherwise, you wouldn't have these type of pills at all. But, like, for the people that it happens, it's, it matters. <laughs> it's an interesting yeah, yeah. Experience. You'd think they'd put a warning sign on the fucking pillows, then, wouldn't you, just to be safe? Like, <laughs> if it can cause that. But, like, it does make sense, I guess. Like, you're being allergic to anything it's yeah hypersensitive yeah. hypersensitive pneumonitis is what it is it's not exactly an allergy it's different like allergy would be so, like something transient right like you just you know makes your nose run or something yeah. or maybe have, makes you wheeze a little bit no this is where it's like there's a 
a pro-inflammatory lung reaction that damages your lung tissue over time. So what happens if they had like a, I, I don't know, uh, they call it early. You can, you can, I mean, you just stop like, I'm assuming the lungs would yeah, repair themselves. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. Once you figure out what it is, then yeah, you would basically just stop that and stop using it and you'd be yeah. fine. But the one thing no one ever but goes, problem, is, yeah, my, problem, my pillows are killing me. The problem is you won't notice it early because yeah. you won't, because you have a lot of extra lung tissue. Like for a reference, you can take out one lung out of a person. They won't like, they can breathe fine. So you have mm -hmm. a lot of excess capacity. So when you have like uh, some like diffuse damage to your lung, what will happen is you will um, not notice until you get down to like maybe mm, like below, like maybe 70% total lung capacity or something. It depends on the disease, but it varies. But the point is like, you won't notice until it's like a lot of damage has already been done. That's the trouble with going like, oh yeah, I'll just solve the problem if I get the problem. Sefi, you're like Citizen Don's conscience speaking to him uh, oh. in the form of like, uh, yes, um, okay. Citizen Don is sitting here. You have questions about your pillows now? No, 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 not the pillows. Uh, about the lungs. Um, I know you're a doctor. Yes, uh, I'm taking a deep drag of my cigarette right now. Probably a little bit. Um, yeah. Probably inappropriate. Probably inappropriate yeah, and not, not virtuous at all. Uh, and completely, no, no uh, and tokens for you, man. You got to quit that first. Quick one, though, Steffi. Do you actually think we're in a bull market right now, or do you think we're in the precipice of a bull market? Because I'm seeing all this like chat about liquidity, and apparently liquidity is actually quite low in uh, the crypto space. <laughs> Therefore, indicating that we're not actually in a bull market, but we're still in a bear market. And I, I don't know. What are your actual thoughts on it? Mm, I think we're early enough that it doesn't really matter what you call it. Like there's still plenty of like gas in the tank to go up. So as far as like, uh, even if it was just the existing players in the space, um, if you have a good mix of like small cap things that can go up a lot, I think you'll have your own little bull market no matter what. Um, I, I don't think it really matters what else happens. Cause it, I mean, like, for, for an overall, like, you just using Bitcoin as an example and Ethereum or the top three. Okay, let's just say that. Do you think just using them as an example and not all the, you know, high value gems that could potentially come like, you know, shining, do you think that, why, why put your thumb down, coach? Fine, for autism. Like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? Like, what are you talking about? I'm just saying like, <laughs> as a general, like, crypto, like is it everything going to go up or not? Um, no, 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 no. no, no, no. What, what is it? Like, what, what, like, this is not how you make money, friend. I'm not trying to make money. I'm trying to have an educational conversation. Talking about scar tissue on your lungs from fucking bird feathers is not how you make money either. But we're still doing that, coach. It might be, actually. These might be the kind of conversations that make you not sell. <laughs> yes. yes. As, as a matter of fact, Chug, um, this is a probing question. Um, are you familiar? Maybe uh, maybe Sefi will have, you know, scar himself after this revelation are you familiar with the origins of the virtues uh no i don't think so no but yeah on a more interesting question go to the top of the space i've posted the sleep chart so we can compare okay so um here Sefi, if you go to uh let's have a look maybe two number two i do that except the pillow is much far back and my head's sort of off the edge. Yeah, I'm the same as you then. The, like, 
the only the head should be on the pillow, not like your rest of your body. Yeah, I have like half a head on, half a head off, something like yep, that. Yeah, that's about it. Like maybe number three almost. And my arm, number three is like some weird fetal t- womb thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening with you. You want to like a, you want to get back in there or something. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes like it's like number stay. 13. Like this is, this is a skill actually. No, 15 is good, except his head's too high. No, no, 13. 13, I mean. Oh, 13 is that's it's like a like, yoga pose. Yeah, you're which, doing um, like, can't be which good. One for you, which one are you, Chugga Boom? I'm none of them. Uh, I, I'm weird the way I fall asleep. So uh, imagine you're lying on your back and you've got your knees up, but your feet planted down. And I know it sounds weird, but that's how I fall asleep. That's my most comfortable sleeping position. Uh, it's almost like too weird. I, it's like pregnancy yeah, it from a past. Oh, well, I'd say it's more like uh, pitching a tent, but uh, overcompensating. <laughs> hmm. I'm kind of a in between a number two and a seventeen. If you had like two pillows and you hmm. alternated from one to the other, but Chugaboom, do you wake up like that, or do you just fall asleep like that? Like, what's what's the position in the night? Oh, okay. Uh, so that it, it it varies. Sometimes I'm on my side. Sometimes I'm on my back. Sometimes I'm on the front. It, it really varies. I I I don't know. I, I, it's just one of them. So you're, I, I would you describe yourself as a restless sleeper? You sound like you're flopping around everywhere. No, I mean, when I used to use a Fitbit, apparently my sleep was perfect. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I'm a restless sleeper, but I, I could be, but I'm asleep. So how would I know? You don't film yourself sleeping? Uh, no, can't say I do. And do you have some kind of like comment? Hello, Zavi. Hello, Bruce. Hello, citizens and all the others. Yes, um, I've got a really particular thing um, with sleeping. I've got, I'm going to a fabric in the northern of North Holland, and they make natural latex mattresses um, because my, my mattress is... 10 years old so i've got to have a new one and um it's from natural uh, rubber that comes out of a tree um and it's very heavy one mattress one single mattress weighs about 30 kilogram so it's very heavy and um my pillow is like i only can sleep on a pillow with like a it's also a rubber pillow and it's the form is like in the neck there is a little um hollow in the where your um neck is laying and then you can um uh fumble the fumble the rest of the of the the pillow like in every shape you you would like um, and yeah, I'm it seems sleep- like those weird shaped ones that have like a hole for your head and stuff. It's like for it's, people that are like. It sounds like a massage table to me. You're like a massage table, yeah. You can only like put your head in one position because every other position gets like doesn't work with no, that. No, 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 no. It, it works perfectly fine because okay. I'm falling asleep on my side and then I've got two um, uh, cuddle bears, two very big ones. And then I. Where do, where do I buy I, this thing? Like, what is it called? The pillow? Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's called um 
how I have to keep all I have all the 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 things Wait. that I wrapped around them. The did you keep um, the manual for the pillow? The the manual. Yeah. Oh no, the 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 the, the mark is on the pillow. But if you have a second, because I I'm wrapping like three. Um, how do you call the things you wrap around your pillow? Pillowcase. Pillowcase. I wrap in three pillowcases around my pillow. Three of them. Why yeah, three? And because um, I want my keep my pillow clean. Oh, and, um, that sounds very artistic. <laughs> and the last one is um, from silk, um, pure silk. Um, I've got three three of them, and um, so I can clean them and then put a new one on it. Mm -hmm. So I'm now pulling all these things off my pillow and because I have these cuddle bears and they're very big, I wrapped my arms around them. So it's like um, I can, because my shoulders are really broad, right? So um, I can wrap my arms around these bears. And the mark of the pillow is um, Silvana support. Um, support. Silvana support, Sapphire, Sapphire. And you have them in five, no, six, like, um, uh, 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 how hard, hard they are, hard, mm. hard and thick they are. So I, can't I, I can't seem to Google these things. I don't know how to spell Silvana. Silvana, S-Y-L. I found it. It's, it's, it looks like memory foam pillows, and the hole is not as deep as I imagined. It's just a little dent for the neck. Yeah. It's actually, it seems very reasonable. It's mm -hmm. like a U, sort of like a U shape, but not a deep one. No, yeah. And oh, I'm sleeping fun. on this one. Actually, since I found them, I've been sleeping on them because it's very comfortable the thingy where you put your neck on is a little bit thicker and then the rest is very soft so you can really like put them in the shape every every shape you you would like so um hmm. and um I, I start sleeping on my side with my arms wrapped around these bears and then i wake up i'm i'm laying on my back <laughs> so I think I'm turning around in my sleep. So that's what I wanted to add. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Silvana Comfort Pillows. Yeah, they have like a little notch, I guess, for your shoulders if you're turning sideways. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually really nice. Well, every, th every time I come up, Bruce is leaving. Yeah, maybe you upset him. Oh. You have to be pretty quick with him, otherwise he just disappears. Yeah, I think he, I think he's got a uh, weird thing against uh, latex as well. Yeah. Oh, latex is a nature, nature like it's neat. It, yeah, but it, like arsenic in, is from nature too, right? Cyanide, <laughs> I think cyanide can be. It's no sulfur. Some yeah. sulfur is poison. Also, yeah. you can uranium. also like, What about uranium? Also eat too much salt. Yeah, or uranium. Yep, yep. That's not good for you either. Uranium. Potassium. <laughs> Too much potassium is very bad for you. Too much of it, yeah, yeah. If you drink too much water, that's also quite unhealthy when you think about it. Yeah, you can drown in water for sure. 
Well, Bruce, if you are listening everywhere somewhere, I'm sorry, I'm too long because I'm, I'm so, I have to search for my words uh, in English. So yeah, <laughs> I'm he sorry. Gets I think. So you have to kind of move really fast. Anyway, but yeah, the Silvana pillow, interesting. It might actually be something I like. They've got some different yeah. weird shapes too, little wedges and things, and I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Search for search for it, and you can try them out for ninety days. And oh, it, if things, it's not, huh? yeah, if it's not, I'm gonna drool all over it and then send it back. <laughs> you know, like you think they'll still take it back? They have tests. I don't have three pillowcases on mine. Mine, my pillows look nasty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you drooling? Like, no, I'm Jewish, like I have, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you almost went with that joke then, Sophie, but you realize you get cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, like, I don't know. Like, I was like, I don't know what um, having a pillow has to do with being Jewish. But I, I mean, you had Tara Spaces in there recording you as well, so just be careful <laughs> like when he posts that. And some people go mad at you for uh, you know, the whole Israel versus fucking Gaza shit. Isn't that over now? Haven't they said Operation Successful or whatever? I don't know. Define successful. I, 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 don't, I, I said them, not me. Like, the whole thing's a fucking gravity. Like, and can, can, can I ask for some for creative space. opinion, by the way? Uh, I, I want a creative opinion of autism crew. I guess like the, the, the we we had one of the members made a video, and I'm not sure how to post this without being shilling. So I want to, to do it carefully. But um, see if I can. Can you go on my wall? There's like a 40 second video. I want I want a feedback, and I want if, for some creative feedback for this because I think we can improve this a lot. Um, Wait, before we give feedback, shouldn't we uh, allow Anne the opportunity to clear her name as a, you know, somebody who's just been portrayed as an anti-Semite? Hmm. We, we, we probably shouldn't get too deep into that. Yeah, I think that, that, that makes the space very uncomfortable and not quite fun. <laughs> yeah, so, um, wait, where, which video? Where is it? Yeah, it's the only video you could just uh, let me just send it. Can Is it I like send the it one right below your pinned one that the Dow entry yeah. slashed? Yeah, yeah, the, the Dow entry slashed. Yeah, I also don't want to shill it, but I just want creative opinion on the video because one of our members made it. I kind of okay. coordinated it and I want to improve it. I want to make a perfect, perfect video. So I just want some feedback on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's good. Like, uh, throw some like autism tickers on there and fire it away. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I don't know that like conspiracy theorist is necessarily the vibe. It's more of a, although some autists are conspiracy theorists, I think we're trying to discover the, um, like the love happy autists or something. I think that's Bruce's vibe. I don't know. It's Alex Jones there mostly. Like it's a, the, 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 the most autistic part about it. I think it's yeah, Alex Jones. Yeah, he loves Jones, all but... people. So it probably counts. Probably counts, right? I have some breaking news. As an investigative journalist. Oh. Citizens Don, yes. Uh, it has to do with uh, the boring Cephi analysis space of cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. Um, there is currently underway a project, a meme coin of sorts. It's called the Orgasm Coin. I'm going to tokenize orgasms. No, I just turned around and said something. What happened to the cool intro music you used three days ago for these breaking news segments? 
That was quite the same bit. Oh, never mind then. Sorry. They they sound very similar. No, Wabi sounds very different from Don. But anyway. <laughs> like, uh, maybe I'm just not in enough space. You just remember it differently. Yeah. yeah well, as long probably. as you remember it with fondness, you know, why not, right? Um, yeah. yeah, for anyone who hasn't noticed, yeah, Zephyr's kind of making its move um, to $24 now. So hopefully, uh, Chug, you got yours at like, what, 18 bucks or 19 bucks? Less than that. I think it was 15 Good, good. Yeah, you got a nice, nice, I, we, gave, we gave you the bottom, which is good. I think, I think it was 15 I know it definitely crashed the 15 while I, at least I held it. So <laughs> it was one of the other, it was either 17 or 15 yeah, I think it'll take about, if I had to guess, it'll probably trickle its way up slowly to back to high at 52, and it should do that probably over this coming month, and then may take another couple of more weeks to hit its new high. I'm guesstimating a six weeks to next high. Why? Because like the previous run from the bottom, like October 22nd to November 22nd was like a dollar. 50 or so to about $52. So that took about a month exactly. So I think this time, because the market cap's higher, let's assume it takes like six to eight weeks to get to new high. That's just my guesstimation. So it does take longer on higher market caps generally. Um, it's what just like. What's the market cap of Zephyr right now? Mm, now it's probably like 60 mil or something. Let me see. That's not too high then, really, is it? It just, it just cracked into the top 500 again at 496. Its mark cap is 68 million now. It's about 50 thought, what you got. Yeah, yeah. I thought the hash rate had like gone above uh, Mon... I always forget what it's called. Monero. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Hash rate averaging is like crossed Monero. So I don't know if it stays there or what, but I bet it will because if the, uh, if the price of Zephyr starts to moon... Um, like if it hits a hundred dollars, it's very profitable to mine, which yeah. is good because then you'll get a lot of new miners show up, and that will like get more attention. Miners tend to buy coins, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and off we go. So there's just, like three million laptops mining it as we speak, and like it's nice. it's not pulling in bad fucking what do you call it? it they were free laptops, and like they they got mm. like, they like old CAD ones, and it's not pulling in a bad hash rate. I think it's like. Uh, Three, there are some. There's things you can do. By the way, there's some adjustments you can make, like um, setting large page size or something. There's some settings you can put into it that will boost it a little bit more. Um, up, if you message up, he has the. Uh, actually, he was here earlier, but he has all the like. Uh, I, I don't know who it is. You just copy paste all the the various stats into the into the rig, and that will better utilize your memory and stuff to give you a better rate. Right, so oh, I thought it was only GPU and CPU it was using to mine. I thought the uh, memory was just It's only CPU and memory on this. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, not, not memory. The things GPU. that make a difference. The things that make a difference are your CPU, the number of cores you have. Yeah. yeah. The, the um, it makes a difference, like uh, to an extent, how much memory you have. Like, so typically, like sixteen gig RAM, for example, does better than eight. And if you have like high speed 16 gig RAM, it does better than the slower one. That's basically yeah, well, simple, simple application processing. So yeah, it, make, it makes sense. But uh, I just thought it didn't really make much of a difference in the overall hash rate because obviously you got to think of RAM as just like instinct, I guess, of a computer. But the CPU and the GPU are the, I guess, creativity and the brain of, of a computer. So I just didn't think the uh, the actual RAM would make much of a difference. But it's good to know. 
I can't believe nobody here uh, has a follow-up after that huge drop by Citizen Stone. I can't believe it. Uh, Which drop was that? Uh, the leak of the super top secret project aforementioned. What was it again? He's talking about the orgasm, orgasm, tokenizing oh, orgasms. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I missed that. Like, yeah, I forgot that. Like the minute after you said it. Um, hmm. Okay. So you're buying this thing, Don? You're like, well, listen, I uh, am currently just an investigator, uh, you know, who got a tip about uh, the development of this. Uh, it's actually going to be a network. Uh, it's going to be a network uh, with its own um, native coin. Uh, the is orgasm coin. To, is it tied to the like number of orgasms someone has or something? Or like, is there like a little like Fitbit or something you wear on your like ding dong or something? Like, how does this work? How does he, how do you tie the thing together? Is it just like a fun name? So there's, um, there's actually a pretty intricate tokenomics involved. Uh, I haven't been. Hold on. If uh, I have to put a device on my penis, is it, is it going to like strangulate me? Is it going to like to make it turn blue? Um, I don't, don't want to have like my balls fall off or anything like this, right? You don't, you don't have to implant true. a chip in my testicles, do you? Uh, I'm not. I'm not familiar. Uh, I haven't been made abreast of the entirety of the tokenomics, uh, but that's not to say that I do have. Let's say maybe uh, Will some I be able insider to get information. Metal detectors. Um, I do believe I'm so. Have, yeah. I'm not going to have like a gorilla patting me down, am I? Like giving me a rectal exam, looking for the detector in my prostate. Uh, from from what I've gleaned thus far, um, the uh, bomb sniffing dogs, uh, you know, paraded about uh, in an abusive manner uh, in the airports, will not be able to detect um, the medium. Uh, for the uh, exchange. Yeah, I'm kind of speechless about this. Should maybe have a moment of silence. The orgasm token, I don't know. Maybe. Can I say something? Uh, is it about orgasm token? No. Oh. Okay, moving on then. <laughs> it's about who said that I have to defend myself for being anti-sim anti-sim Anti-Semitic. Yeah. Uh, that would be our very own citizen, Dawn. Somatic oh. means body, and it means you don't like human bodies. No, it means you are anti-Jew. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what he said. He meant anti-human body, anti-somatic. Oh. Yeah. So it means that I'm anti-human body? Like, I don't like I don't, you. I don't make the rules up. I, that's just what I, I understand. Yeah, because you're using latex to avoid skin-on-skin uh, -skin contact. So I think that's where he's getting it from. from your latex oh, my method. La latex is not latex that some girls wear, like these latex um, trousers, these black latex trousers. That's, that, that's chemical stuff. That's not natural stuff. Latex is coming out of a tree. 
Some people have um, really bad latex allergies. You know that? Like they, if they even walk into a room with latex like in it, they'll just have a reaction immediately. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, oh, okay. Well, there's, of course, on the, the mattress is a, like a whole, uh, how do you, there's a thing around the mattress. Yeah, so label. You, you don't have the direct contact with the, the mattress. And I have one before, so I'm not allergic to it. But I'm not, <laughs> I'm not antibody. Well, we don't want people to die, right? Like they're gonna, you're gonna shield your mattress, your pillow, whatever, and then someone dies here, and they're gonna blame me. But citizen Don, how do you, how do you, how do you relate like me talking about a latex latex mattress, and um, relating that to me being anti antibody thing? Uh, well, you see, Anne, uh, it wasn't myself who, uh, let's say, misinterpreted your words and uh, intent. It was more or less portrayed by some other yeah, person. It's mostly go yeah. Okay, you said let's let's and defend herself. Uh, Boom being... doesn't like uh, doesn't uh, Chugga Boom doesn't really like women's rights that much, right? So he just he's just irritated. Uh... Yeah. Oh, you're oh, Chuka, you are irritated by me. No, not in the slightest. <laughs> Seppi, come on, don't throw me under the bus for no reason when I haven't done anything. I'm virtuous, remember? Just, just remember. There's a reason you sent me the autism token, Seppi. Come on, throw someone else under the bus. Yeah, but sometimes the the like honesty can be like to a fault, right? Like, let's say, for example, someone was ugly. Are you going to tell them they're ugly? I just keep quiet. I just wouldn't say fuck off. They asked me. I just keep quiet and change the subject. Okay, all right. Like it's 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 better than lying. As long as you have uh, a plan. As long as you have a plan, right? I I tell people straight. Don't ask me a question like that because if mm -hmm. I go quiet or I give you an answer you don't like, you, yeah, this is going to cause problems because <laughs> you're not going to get the answer you want. It's like when someone goes, "Oh, my baby's so cute," and we all know when a baby is ugly and it looks like an alien. And like you just don't want to say anything, you just keep your mouth closed. Like, okay, sure, why not? Beat us in the eye of the beholder. Everyone knows an ugly baby. There are oh. no ugly babies. Oh, Far shall I? Oh, Joga, I have, I have just given. No, I, I don't have just given. I just got grandson, grandson, and I will show him. You can look on my. Twitter. Please don't put me in this position. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to uh, tell you if you, your grandson's <laughs> cute or not. No, because it's just rude. It's plain rude. No. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure if you will see that face, you will melt. You will melt like an ice cream. Or I'll just leave the spaces and I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's quiet, you know he hates your baby. And if he says it's a cute baby, he knows he's telling, you know he's telling the truth. <laughs> this is the problem. This is the I'm thing. not getting involved. I'm not getting involved. That's what we have to interpret. I'm not getting involved, Sefi. Just because I'm honest does not mean I have to participate, though. Well, but you no, participate by nothing. No, 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 no. I participate. If I say I'm not getting involved, I've set the precedent. If someone asked me the question before I said that, then yeah. No, you don't. Have, you don't have to be involved. Let's talk it's about. Baby hater. Admit it. 
But do you know what? For the most part, most babies piss me off. You're right. They shouldn't be on planes. They shouldn't be in restaurants. They shouldn't be in... And you're anti-baby. I'm not anti-baby. I want kids of my own. But I wouldn't be taking them on fucking planes until they're ready to shut the fuck up. Like, or like, you know, taking them out for restaurant meals and stuff like that. No one goes out to hear a baby cry, Seffi. I guarantee you, you get pissed off with it when you're on a plane and the baby's crying because someone wanted to take their fucking six-month-old baby to Spain. Like, no, shut up. No, we need more babies. Yeah, need more babies, not on planes, we don't. You'll just tolerate me. Yeah, I'll tolerate it. We need more babies out there. Yeah, I, I, we never said anything about tolerating. I said you don't want it. Just tolerating it does not mean you want it. How old are you, Chugga? I'm 28. And do you have a tape recorder of, like, crying baby that you play to get to sleep at night? Um... No, not particularly my grandson. That's not right. Okay. Because he had, um, he had uh, like, um, that he had to spit all the time when he was a a little bit younger um, because there was something not already fixed in his his throat. I can't remember how it's called. But um, he was quite... Sorry? Was it his trachea? Um... I don't know. I I I, can't, I don't remember how it's called. But he was crying like a pig, like ah! and then um, all the all day. No, it sounds like that. <laughs> it was yeah. terrible. It was really really terrible. But now, <laughs> now, so don't no. I don't have a tape recorder with a baby crying next to me. But when he is sleeping overnight with me, he's laying next to me, and um, he made lovely, cute sounds. So um. Yeah, it's comf- it's soothing. Actually, you know, actually, when you're taking care of a baby, your your body is making oxyt- oxytocin, um, and that's um, it's called the love, love, love hormone. Love, love hormone, yeah. Exactly. It's only I it's, think it's only women that get that though. Uh, when it comes to no, the no, 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 no. If a man is touching the breasts of a woman. He's also making oxytocin. Whoa, we are disclosing way too much right now. Uh, this, and we need an I oxytocin know. token. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Oxytocin can be the stable coin to the orgasm token, Sefi. It works. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would be a good, good combination. But although I don't know of... The oxy-org combo? I don't know if 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 oxytocin um, has something to do with the um, how do you call the, the the substances you they are releasing when you have an orgasm? I don't think that's oxytocin. I think serotonin. that's more serotonin or ad- adrenaline or um, noradrenaline or whatever. But I don't think it's oxytocin. Steffi, you're the doctor. Eh? You got to answer her. I don't know. I don't remember. He's a long arch. Dopamine <laughs> and serotonin. Yeah, yeah. I think it's serotonin. Yeah, most of it. Okay, so. listen, uh, all you need to know is he who controls the orgasm token uh, controls the world. It's true. Uh, and keep your eyes out. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for going, the big drop. Are you going to create an orgasm token? I'm thinking just, about I'm it. More, I am merely just 
an investigator, Citizens Don. Uh, this was a tip given to me uh, from an unnamed source, but uh, it, it, I, I do believe it is coming down the pipe. It is a reality. I do believe uh, it's in the works. I can't say exactly the details of the tokenomics and maybe, uh, you know, subsidiary uh, tokens that may play a role. Uh, and but okay, um, whatever. Um, by the way, uh, Zephyr is going to outperform everything. Oh, Chica, do you know there is is a token? It's called Fuck It Off. Really? No. Nobody cares yeah. about that either. No, I, no. I, only, I only care about autism and Zephyr at the minute for the next few days to see what happens with the resistance. Just for fun, if you look at CoinMarketCap and you look search at all the tokens, I've posted it on my timeline because I thought, really? <laughs> it must, must be a joke, but it's it's really a token. But, Autism's um, going to probably run in a bat in the next, like, this coming week, it'll be all plus. Yeah. I, yeah. What I don't get, Sefi, is isn't the market cap like half a trip, oh, 500 trillion or something like that? Market cap? No. Of what? Uh, of uh, autism. Sorry, not um, market. Circulating, su- supply. Circulating supply. Circulating, sorry. No, it's supply not... numbers don't matter. The only thing that matters is actual market cap and how much of it's circulating. So, yeah, sorry. So uh, relative, circulating supplies. So all of it's circulating. And it's, um, it is a uh, fully diluted valuation of 8.6 million. But what's the actual... Uh, circulating supply of said coin that is it's it's five it's about five hundred trillion. So four hundred and sixty-four million is left after. Wait, a million? After like fifty-five percent was burned. There used to be a billion. Oh, I thought it was trillion. Oh shit! Fair game. All right, fair there enough. There used to be a billion, and then like uh, about fifty-five percent of it or so was burned so far, or fifty-three or something. Nice. No, fair enough. Because I, I thought I saw a coin market cap say it was in the trillions, but like it's in circulating supply. But no, that's fair. Nice. No. And the fully diluted valuations for autism is eight point six at the moment, and that's at one point nine cents. I'm gonna guesstimate that it will probably double here uh, this coming. Let me see here. Let me give you an estimation here. Are you sure? Because I'm on coin market cap now, and the self-reported circulating supply is thirty-seven point nine one trillion. Now you're on the wrong one. A U T I S M. There are two autism. <laughs> I know how to spell autism too. Yeah, but um, if there was some other ones that are spelled differently. I'm not. I don't know. No, they're spelled the same way. You have to look at Coin Gecko. Oh, is it Coin Gecko? It's on. Uh, okay, Gecko, that yeah. makes. Right, and it's like a picture of some like that doesn't look right. It just says the word autism with a little arrow in front of it. That's okay. I'm trying to find now. It's just it doesn't have a picture. Just the word autism, white in black with a white white square around it. Yeah, coin gecko is what you have to use, by the way. There we go. Found it. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, I think it could uh, it could pop quite a bit, like maybe two or three x from here, um, if like injective runs here in the next day or so. Because injectives at uh, like forty two forty, and its high was forty four, 
So we're only like a $2 away from the high. And Injective's next level up is, it's actually not at a FIB level at the moment. It's sort of like in between, but it's next FIB levels at 59. So I suspect you'll, that's the next spot that Injective will sort of run sideways for a while. And along with that, probably the meme coins on Injective will run. So I would say like, yeah, Injective hits 59, Autism does a two or three X, something like that is my guesstimation. Let's see. I'm more interested in Zephyr to see how far that goes. Because uh, do you know what? After everything you're saying and what's going on in America right now, uh, and I'm sure the rest of the world will start doing, you know, KYC of your wallets and stuff. It's 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 actually a really valuable tool, isn't it? It is. Yep. Um, no, I got enough of it to to matter to me, <laughs> like like to actually use it for what it's what it's good for. So, um, yeah, I. It definitely benefits me if it goes up for sure. Um, but yeah, it's like sitting at like 2360 now. So it's slowly climbing up. It's first like resistance level is 25. Uh, if you kind of draw new fibs, I think it put a new low. So I think $15.80 was the new low. And the previous high was 52.30. So that's where the swing for the fibs comes from, those two levels. And then. Um, yeah, I think like after you hit about $33, um, it'll run really fast past that. So um, with BTC running up, like I would hope to see $33 effort, like maybe within a week or so. Um, and then like continue trending upwards. Um, yeah, probably like uh, this run from bottom to the bottom was basically December. Sephir, are you there? You cut out. Is it just Citizens Dawn who can't hear Sefi? No, no, he did cut out. Yeah, he probably got a phone call or something like it. Hey, Chug, uh, what were you referencing uh, as to what's going on in America that's uh, going to be a, a good indicator of where things are trending? Oh, if you're not seeing the... Uh, if, if you gain anything, uh, whether it's a gift, airdrop, whatever, $11,000 or more in crypto, you have to KYC it to the IRS. And I'm talking about whoever gave you the airdrop. You have to tell them the wallet address and all that sort of jazz. It's it's a real fuckery at the minute. Doesn't make any sense. Yes. And if you don't, how will they find out? Well, you, you put money in your bank account and they go, how did you get this? And you have to show them how you got it and then they'll track it and they'll go, why didn't you tell us this? Yeah, yeah the feds will shoot your dog or something. But I didn't know if you were maybe indicating that um, there's a move towards CBDCs that will inherently drive a lot of people into something such as uh, Zephyr. But sugar, you an airdrop you don't usually get on your bank account. Can you hear me? What what airdrops are we talking about now? <laughs> oh, sugar was saying that oh, there's. A new rule in in the U.S. Ochoa, explain it yourself. You can do it far more better than a rule about what? Sorry, I stepped away for a minute. Uh, yeah, no, but you know the uh, eleven thousand in gains for crypto. No matter how you've got it, you have to like tell the IRS who gave it to you, where you got it from, why you got it, all that jazz. Like you have to give up wallet. No, addresses. you don't have to tell them where you got it from. You just have to simply report the capital gains. IRS is not a oh, is not is I not had... in the business. FinCEN and other organizations yeah, yeah. are in the business of crime fighting. IRS is, just simply wants their tax money. No, no, they don't care where you got it from. 
it was literally passed last week or something like that. I think it was Friday or Thursday where you have to do all this. It's a brand new thing that's just come into play. Yeah, we're we're like you have to. That's a fin like I think FinCEN or somebody did it, not IRS. Oh, yeah. okay, it's not IRS. Okay, fair enough. Sorry. It, the it, one thing not- IRS is taxes. That's a separate thing. And then there's like, let's say you sent me ten thousand bucks of something, and I were to cash it out, and I didn't show where I got it from, then that becomes a factor. Uh, okay, no, sorry, got it wrong. Ugh. And these things so- don't really impact substantially, like people that are sending little bits of money here and there. It's really more larger sums more frequently that's where it gets to be a problem and then the other thing is like um if you send things to all sorts of different wallets and then send them back to your your bank account then the other interesting thing happens is is you wind up with like a huge paper trail all sorts of wallets and different DeFi protocols and different things and how are you going to explain all that shit to people you're probably not so the reality is no one's going to report this shit and no one's going to actually be able to take the time to prosecute the stuff either it's just nonsense savvy that being said um now i i know i was in a space with you and somebody brought up like a maybe kind of zephyr alternative or something that was comparable uh what was the name of that coin that was like more network based i don't know like i think he's talking about monero no not monero um uh it's it's like it's more of like uh it's a different kind of uh mining tool uh for like uh anonymous coin do you you recall that i don't remember there's there's a few anonymous things out there um like i don't know what what's the point like let's say there's different ones so i just didn't know if you uh, had uh you know bought into that at at all it sounded interesting no no. you do bring up scr slt or quite a bit secret oh secret network um i don't really have much of their coin i had a little bit again i'm not doing too much DeFi stuff so it's like um i'm not spending that much time sitting in the ecosystem playing around yeah secret is the um is basically like a cosmos um DeFi platform that is anonymous so the transactions you do inside the ecosystem cannot be traced unless you want them to be traced. So you can actually, you can make a wallet public or the transactions public if you want to, but you can also keep it privacy by default. That's the basic idea. Um, but my, a lot of the privacy stuff just never became particularly very popular. Um, so like, you know, is Zephyr gonna buck that trend? Probably just cause the market cap's low, but is it gonna sustain and be really popular at high market caps? I don't know. Not really sure. Well, I mean, I think it's uh, the demand is going to be there, um, you know, with the CBDCs rolling out and like this kind of stuff mentioned uh, that Chug was talking about. I think it's going to drive a lot of people to like seek alternatives. Yeah, possibly. I mean, if it's on enough exchanges and you can be sure to be able to sell it and it's hard to shut it down, then yes. <clears throat> but it has I to be something that's hard to shut down the, the, the on ramps and off ramps. You also have to realize with more and more people coming into crypto, they have to make it simpler to do things and not harder. The harder you make something to do, the less likely someone is to go and do it. Unless you are a multimillionaire trying to hide money, most people will be like, oh, I can't be bothered doing this for a couple of grand or just pay a bit of tax on top of it, whatever. Whereas, because let's be honest, unless you had someone like Sefi in a space and you knew Sefi, you're not going to know anything about Zephyr right now. Or, 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 it, yeah, you're just these not, things are... Or, 
these things are too small and too new for most people to care about. Well, I think there's a lot of people like storefront owners or whoever who are going to, who are feeling the pressure of like, you know, financial kind of circumstances and even increased kind of tax rates. It's putting a lot of people in the heat and obviously maybe uh, looking to kind of understand exactly what's rolling down, you know, with the CBDCs, uh, because obviously it's, it's, it's almost like they're the CBDCs will try to c- control an ecosystem so that the CBDCs, uh, you know, can ensure that their, uh, coin holds value. Well, isn't the whole point of a CBDC to literally digitize an already existing currency? Therefore, it, other coins can't necessarily devalue it because it's based on the value of a country that's i don't think it would make much of a difference um all this stuff about like wondering worrying about like real world applications and all this stuff and these kind of narratives i think they're like most crypto things are not going to get real real world anything because the amount of liquidity necessary for that to happen is ginormous and uh most uh crypto assets don't have that like level of standing i would say um yeah, Zephyr is just more for like just personal use case, I think. Like, uh, and you could theoretically create a website. Like, they're working on something called Zephyr Pay, where um, you could accept it, ZSD or Zephyr on a website if you want to like uh, pay for things uh, anonymously. Um, which does make sense. Uh, you don't want the like if you go to a store and you go to you know I don't know a website and you buy something, you don't want that website owner to know the entire contents of your wallet necessarily tied to your name. So there is a role for privacy. And normally when you swipe a credit card and you, you do that, the, they know like your credit card number and they know your name, but they don't know how much money is in your credit card, like how much debt you have or how much money is in your bank account. Right. So some level of privacy is afforded in the traditional um, like payments world. Um, having that similar kind of privacy um, benefit uh, in crypto is requires something like Zephyr. And then to be able to pay in a stable coin, you need something like ZSD. So the, there's definitely a role for it, but like how much adoption are you going to actually see? I would think it's going to be fairly minimal. Um, I, I think more broadly, like if I wanted to send Chug some money and it's like, hey, dude, um, you know, he's like, he's going to sell me something. And I'm like, here, do you, why don't you take some ZSD? It's, um, it's a Zeph stable dollar, it's private, whatever. I could send him my uh, ZSD and he wouldn't know how much money I had in my wallet one way or the other. And that's the benefit of having um, like privacy coins just for routine usage. Um, so that is important. But uh, is it going to be like so huge that it drives, you know, Zeph to like Bitcoin levels? Probably not, right? It's not. We, we know like there's a, a limited market for privacy um, based on like the previous uptake of Zcash, Monero, Dash and everything else. Um, that's how you know. That being said, though, if you were to bridge assets and allow things like Bitcoin, Ethereum and all that to go into the Zephyr wallet and hide it, essentially, I, mean, I suppose you can't because obviously it will... I suppose you could create a wormhole, do what the old Terra Luna or W Luna shit was. You could potentially just create a, a crypto wallet to hide other cryptos as well. No? Yeah? What do you mean? The, how? That's how? To hide so what? Creating a bridge. Well, you could either create a bridge or an alternative token. Yeah, but where... the bridges get recorded on the various, like, those are all blockchain recorded. 
But what about the Zephy wallet? Like a Zephy wallet? Is that what you're talking about? Like having like a a transfer like medium that would be outside of you know yeah, you well, do that, outside but you of the printing Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, it would be good if you had a Dex that yeah connected Zephyr to anything else. Then yes, you'd be able to convert your Zephyr to Tether or whatever, send your Tether to whoever, and it would be basically obscured at that point. Yes. So you've you fundamentally mixed it through a privacy coin. Um, I have a question about the the fees on converting Zephyr to Zephyr stable dollar. It seems like they're they're pretty high. They're high. Yep, they're high because the core purpose of the conversion is for actually minting ZSD one way. It's not really meant to be a trading mechanism. And it's meant to prevent like um, manipulating the system and creating death spirals and stuff. Uh, so it, there's like, yeah, it's not the easiest thing to swap to for a perfect trade or something like that. So, for example, let's say Zephyr runs to $100 tomorrow. And you're like, hey, I want to convert some of this to ZSD. One, it used the moving average price of Zeph. So if it moves up really fast, the actual um, conversion rate will actually be lower than what you're seeing as the price ticker for Zephyr also, because the moving average will trail behind it, right? So you, you're not going to get a perfectly even trade if you do it that way. So if you're going to trade it's, and you want the exact price, then it's better to send it to the exchange, swap it. And just trade it like usual. Okay, got it. Will 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 that ever come down? The um sort of like the fee part of it. I believe they said would come down. Is the plan is to bring that down as there's more transactions on the network. Um, but the moving average price delay for the conversion of your coins will not change because that's a that's meant to. It's designed to prevent like death spirals and manipulation. Okay. of the zsd stable dollar so yeah that's that's by design um so yeah it's like it's if you want to trade within the wallet um and the price impact is not too bad for you then certainly you can do so if you want to figure out like another way to make this private would be uh make yourself a second like whatever exchange you're using make a new exchange account that is not connected to your previous whatever you sent your tether from like make a new, like for example, a Mexi account or a new trade ogre account <laughs> that you haven't used for anything else. And then you can basically send this to there and trade on that and no one's going to know you did it. Yeah, yeah. I've been using Mexi and everybody's kind of freaking out about it, but I haven't had any problems. So but, I'll probably but if you want to obscure it, you want, you want to yeah. make sure that like nobody can tell, right. then you need, because your tether address on that one is already tainted in a sense. Yeah. So you, in, since the primary trading pair is tether, um, you're going to want to just create a new Mexi account for uh, for this the next time you trade. Yeah. If you want to keep it obscured. Got right? it. In fact, you can make it more obscure by creating a whole nother Zephyr wallet and moving your coins to a brand new one so it's like completely fresh address too. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably do that too. Yeah, that's worth, that's worth doing that. Wow, fact, this is an amazing like, analysis. In fact, the best thing to do is like the first time you make a Zephyr wallet and first time you send money to your wallet, create a fresh private address. Because so Zephyr allows you to create new new addresses for every new per person you want to interact with. So when you first make your wallet, before you send your Zephyr from your uh, Mexi to your wallet, make a public address, send it to that and it'll show up in your main address. But like 
there'll be no connection to this wallet ever again. So every time you receive, make a brand new receiving address. Wow. Hey, Safi, how's it going? Safi just blew himself away with his explanation of this entire process and sequence with Citizens Don's probing questions as an investigator. Uh, that's a, a investigative journalist. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to kill the bot. Sorry. Yeah, no journalists allowed in here. Well, don't you want people to uh, come into the markets? You need uh, people to be informed about the, let's say, adoption process. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, I cut out there for a second. Had a... Sapphire, are you alive? Yeah, I'm here with that. <laughs> yeah, I've got a quick question. So, say hypothetically, Zeph gets to $400 and you convert your Zeph to ZST. Does it make sense to, well, first of all, if I send that ZST to next next C and try to sell my ZST into USD. No, you don't want to do Does that. Does that make like, sense? No, because no. if you're going to, you don't want to take that trading fee. Um, okay. You just send Zeph, like if you're just simply wanting to convert it, um, if you want to keep it secret, just make a new Mexi account. That's the best way. Okay, or use okay. something smaller. If it's a huge amount of money, like, okay, fine, make a Mexi account. If it's a small amount of money, then use like trade over or something and just like send it and sell. And then, um, like, depending on what you want to do with that money, um, you can basically just like move it to, like, if you sell, send it to a brand new fresh tether wallet, like a brand new one that you've never used. And then, um, and then when you're ready to buy Zeph again, because let's say it dips or something, you want to trade it again, then just go back using that wallet and then, you know, you, you you basically have a fresh Mexi account that's never been touched, right? Not sure if that makes sense. So that's the way to kind of like um, obscure that a little bit. And this might be a bit of a silly question, but is the... And by the way, to be clear, the reason you want to do this is because you don't want to be um, kidnapped and you don't want to be attacked by terrorists. If anyone ever asks you why you did all this, that's why you did all this stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, because of the movie taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't you because like you're you're paranoia about people hurting you. That's why you did this, not for other reasons. Is there enough liquidity on exchanges to convert a large amount of ZST to USDT though, theoretically? Not really, no. Not for for ZSD, no, not yet. Not too much. You'll get a lot of slippage, I think. So just just trade if you're gonna trade just simply trade, just trade Zeth. Okay. Uh, and keep it private by making a new address that you didn't use to send Tether to. Because once you send Tether to a, a, an exchange, like you automatically, um, like created, a, you, you know, once you use that trading pair, that Tether address becomes discoverable in theory. Okay. Right? Let's see if that makes sense. Because, that, that, because the Tether address is probably like tied to Mexi. So you wind up with like that connection. Okay, I see if that makes sense. What do you think Zephyr can realistically get to as well? I've been looking, well, I reckon probably reach 3 billion market cap eventually, but I'd be curious to hear your take on it. Yeah, Monero hit like, I think maybe 15 billion or something back in 2014. Um, back in those days, there was not anywhere near as much liquidity in the crypto market, but at the same time, there was not as much coins out there either. So it was like, 
you know, you only had like a half dozen things to buy. So it, it kind of like pumped a lot back then, you know, is this going to do anything similar? I don't know, but I think we have a good solid run in front of us. Like, like I think we'll keep running until at least VTC keeps running, which could be quite a while, maybe the next year, hopefully. Okay. That makes sense. So, uh, you know, exactly what market cap we reach, I don't know, but like getting to a billion is probably very feasible. Um, you know, cause like, if you look at last run, like every little coin got to a billion, right? Like a lot of stuff did. Sefi, like, how do you, um, what, what's your, uh, what's your plan for taking profits? You know, it's like, you know, say like, you know, you're, you're kind of new to this and, um, Zephyr goes on a huge run, but you know, it's like, if you, if you're pretty new to this, it's like, if it goes to Zephyr goes to a hundred, that's like pretty exciting. So it's like, it's well, like, a hundred is not exciting. That's like normal. That's going to happen almost no matter what. Right. Oh, damn. oh damn. That's just normal. <laughs> like, like that wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't too worry about that too much. What's, what's the interesting part is for it to get to like, so the billion market cap level is at about $400. Um, and like, if you look at the, like Caspa, for example, which proof of work, which also ran and was popular this last year, it took like about a year and a half to go from, um, like when it started to about 3 billion market cap. And for Zephyr, that'd be at $1,200 or so. So you're really talking about quite a lot of distance that can move, but it also depends on where in the market you are. Right. So like Caspa ran before and even this actually started before the bull market began and got some price discovery and it got some and more importantly it got some of the price discovery to the downside already sort of out of the way which is good and then like then the bull market starts and then it you know gets to run um and so like most of the people that bought it bought it like at a good price and didn't buy it at some kind of like get wrecked price so like in that setting, like you'll have a lot of people that are doing well and typically will hold for a long time. And then the mining rate and everything's really good. So I think like if I'm just guesstimating, like if you want to be conservative, you know, you could sell some at like a billion market cap or something like that, or even half a billion market caps, so like $200 effort is probably conservative. And, um, you know, do you, if you sell it, sell it, go right ahead. Um, whatever, whatever you think you want to make out of it. Um, I'm kind of like hoping for, um, you know, can it get to 3 billion market cap of Monero? Maybe, maybe not. But I think doing a, um, like, uh, 20x from here to 1 billion market cap is very, very feasible in my, in my view. So that's, well, I think the proof of work aspect also like indicates longevity and uh, obviously like the more efficient. Yeah. Um, it's very rate. hard to kill a proof of work network pretty much. I mean, like, most proof of work networks that have been around are still around. Somebody's mining it, right? So like they stick around for sure. Now, will the price do well just because they stick around? That's a different story. Um, but, um, but you also have to watch, like you have to give it some time and see, wait a minute, like uh, let's say you have a run to like um, $400 effort, you know, $500 effort. We're talking about like one, plus, one billion market cap plus levels. At that point, the question you have to ask yourself is, are there a bunch of new exchanges it's being listed on? So let's say like, I don't know, a Binance or a KuCoin or somebody lists it. 
Then you have a whole new set of market makers that come in. And when, they, when you start doing new market making at those higher prices, it tends to lock that range in much more. So, yeah, I mean, if you get like more exchange listings, you're like, okay, the exit liquidity here is pretty good. You know, let's say the thing runs to 1 billion, it could pull back to 400, 400 million pretty easily. And as long as you're comfortable with that 400 million to billion range, you don't have to sell it at all because you could say, well, I'll just let it run. If it run, keeps going, it keeps going. If it doesn't, if it goes to a billion, then drops to 400 million, I don't care because I'm still up 20x or something, right? So it just depends on um, it, it just depends on where your entry is. The good thing about Zephyr here is that our entry is so low that like, and the upside is so substantial that you can basically fuck up entirely all the timing of when you exit. It won't matter at all. Like, well, so, so if you have a follow-up question. Um, no, I just want to make sure I get this quote right. Um, something about advice uh, having to do with uh, a terrorist or something. Uh, I just, if you could try to phrase that uh, one more time uh, going forward, I think that would also uh, improve my integrity as uh, a reporter. Just so make sure yeah, I get if, it right. If, 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 if anyone asks you why you need a privacy token, it's because you, you don't want your children kidnapped uh, when people know how much you have. And um, therefore, your privacy is. Uh, you're right. And that's the claim you make if people ask you why why you need privacy tokens, why do you do why'd you move things here and there? That's all. Wow. Yep. And then I mean that's that's, that's a selling point. Yeah, that is I mean like literally uh I mean anybody who's listening to this space and isn't sold by that like brief summarization uh no matter yeah if, if, you, go, if you go to starbucks and you buy um you know you use your bitcoin wallet and let's say there's a you know 100 million dollars worth of bitcoin in there and you go buy a coffee and the guy at the register is like oh this guy i'm gonna go to his house and uh i know exactly how much money he has in his wallet because now he's opened his wallet to me then uh we have a problem right because then now like law enforcement has to find your kids or whatever because they kidnapped your children to uh uh try to get money out of you that's intense. That's intense. Yep. So crypto privacy is important. Uh, do not like use your public wallet that has a lot of money and go and like do all sorts of random things with it. Not unless you want to get in trouble. Sage advice. Sage advice. Yeah, it's not, it's not the, the law enforcement you need to worry about mostly or the tax man or whatever. It's all the other baddies, as it were. Anyway, but yeah, it's not like it's not the tax thing that makes uh, privacy as interesting. But you know, if anyone asks you, who cares what your reasons are? If anyone asks you, this is why. I'm just telling you the the line you're going to give. That's all. Anyway, Midas, what are you doing? Numbers going up. I'm. Midas. Yeah, what's up? Is, are your numbers going up? Um. Yeah, all the time. That's good. You know, I just bought some Bitcoin and, you know, because I'm a boomer, Bitcoin's always good, bro. And it just goes up and up, like super cycle, all that shit. Your, your computer's like beeping and stuff. Yeah, that's... It's like, bing, going up, number that, one. That's Bruce. He's sending me good karma. Good karma text yeah. messages? Yeah. You know what would be funny? To have like a sinners list. You know, the guys that got their gift and they just dump it 
without even gifting anybody else. That would be hella fun, right? Yeah. Like you will be mm. sent straight to hell. Yep, time to add people to that list. Yeah, that would be cool. But I, I, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, but like, you'd have to, you'd have to authenticate the virtuosity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have that uh, virtuosity uh, list of people who have been good gifters, and the ones that have been just dumping everything. It kills my heart, you know. Like they got a gift, and then they just straight dump it on their friends. I mean, that's that's not good karma. But I'm debating whether doing it or, you know, just let the universe uh, take, um, you know, revenge for what they've done to the community. Oh, my goodness. Are you willing to risk condemnation? What what do you mean? Like. Some people are. Yeah. You know, they're, they're. It's like General Zod getting stuck in the Phantom Zone. Exactly. Listen, you don't know uh, if Coach Bruce's spies are amongst us now in this public recorded space for Sefi analysis. What do you think, Sefi? Mm, about which part? Getting stuck in the Phantom Zone or... Our coach spies here amongst us. Pretty sure they are. Yeah. I want a chocolate chip cookie. Me too. Me too. Just checking to see real quick what happened to the, like, I didn't pay attention at all. Like, what happened to the stock market and stuff today? Because if it's going up, then crypto is also probably going up. Let's see. Um, hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. On the way up again. Good. Eat those New York guys happy. Hmm. Stock market go up. Stock market go up. Yep, it's good. It's just more like wind in the sails of the crypto space that goes up. Uh, the wealthier people feel, the more like they feel like they can take risks and go buy stuff that they might not otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yep, Zephyr kind of did its little breakout. Well, there's about 24 and then now 22. Making progress. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing about Zephyr is just how much volume is running on it. It's like $1.8 million volume. The 66 mil market cap. Um, just fairly, it's been fairly high and consistently so since it, since I got into it like, like a couple months back in November. Um, interesting thing about like you look at a lot of other things at this size their their trading volume is minuscule by comparison uh this is one of the more bullish things about this because it trades like a substantial fraction of its total market cap per day to where like if you go by like a month if you go take up like a month or two you pretty much trade the entirety of the the market cap like twice um it's like simple price discovery. Like if you think about like, if you sell a Pokemon card to someone and it's worth a hundred dollars maybe, but they pay 150 for it. Um, 
but then they turn around and try to sell that and then they can't get but a hundred dollars for it. Um, maybe they listed 110 and someone buys it for 110, right? Like, and then that person then buys it from them for 110. And then they list it for, you know, 110, they can't sell it and they list it for, or they sell it for 105 or whatever. The more times it changes hands, the more time the price becomes real in a sense. So like, if you know, you can go to eBay and sell a Pokemon card for a million dollars because it's traded hands a thousand times for a million dollars already, then you have a price history and the price discovery um, is more robust. If only like two people have traded a, a Pokemon card, you know, for a million dollars and everybody else bought it for a hundred, you're going to be like, wait a minute, this isn't right. Um, you know, I probably won't be able to get a million dollars for this card. So I should be careful. Um, the same thing, like basically the way this price discovery works is like the more of that coin is traded over time at any given price and the longer that goes, the more likely that becomes. And then of course you get like market, like liquidity depth and stuff like that. Like there's more exchanges, more market makers, all of those things. But, um, with Zephyr, um, the trading volume has been consistently high. Like I'll give you a com comparable situation. Like the, and I, this is why I'm almost certain Zephyr is going to moon compared to a lot of other things. Like look at Akash, right? Um, some, another coin that I have, um, it's currently at like number 94 market cap, uh, rank at this moment. It's $715 billion market cap. Um, and it's trading volume is only 9.6 million. So like, and that's just right now, like it was lower. It's just starting to pump a little bit, but like, imagine like, a, let's say it was like a 5 million market, um, $5 million trading volume on a $715 million supposed valuation for a coin that like Akash is now worth like $3 and 20 cents or something. And back like during the bear market, like maybe let's say six months ago, it's probably worth like, not six months ago, a year ago, it was worth like 20 cents. Right. So like, it's been sort of up only and it has a relatively low trading volume um, relative to its you know, overall market cap and, um, and circulating supply. So it just makes you wonder like if Zephyr is currently only at, um, you know, it's, it has a 1.8 million mar uh, trading volume, which is like, but it's only at 60 million market cap. It has a long way to go. Right, because you could the 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 volume traded has some relationship to the the potential, and then you take on top of that the hash rate of Zephyr is um, as high or higher than Monero now in terms of average, and that's a three billion dollar market cap. You have a couple of pretty decent metrics that somebody's paying attention to this thing, like people are trading it, and it's like and it's not available everywhere. It's just available on MEXC and stuff. And a few other small exchanges, which are basically like immaterial as far as volume. Um, so it could definitely have a long way to go if it's got only this. It's got, it's got this much volume just on one exchange. As you move forward, um, you can imagine it's going to pick up. And I don't think this is just like pure wash trading and stuff either. Um, I, I do think like the price action looks reasonably organic enough that um, that that a lot of this is actually real. And then also quite a bit of uh, new coins have come onto the market. So Zephyr at the current mining rate, you get like almost 8,000 coins per day coming into the market. And that 8,000 coins, some fraction of it's being sold. So not all of the selling and buying you see on Mexi or whatever is just like market makers and wash trading. There's actually sellers selling their mine tokens to pay the electric bills. 
and still the the so this this like total volume and the price and everything um is like it looks like it's in pretty good shape to be honest um like uh, there's other coins like carlson coin like tls which was released recently it's like a gpu mining uh fork of caspa of some kind i don't exactly know what it does but i kind of traded it briefly and if you go on trade ogre and stuff like the the kls token um hash rate is enormous like people pointed a lot of their miners or gpu miners to that because a lot of people didn't know what to do with their gpu mining capacity but if you look at the actual traded volume it's relatively low um it might still be a good like potential gamble just given that the hash rate is so high but it's interesting that the rest of the market is trending upwards um people are actually um like um like buying all sorts of coins yet kls seems to not be catching a bid so far it's sort of like keeps dipping um let's see what it is now kls usdt on trade ogre the first time i bought it was at six cents i sold it at like um maybe 15 cents or something it's currently at um 2.8 cents and i believe it was initially listed um like it was initially listed on discord or something for like 20 cents otc something like that people are selling it for so it's at a good price um its volume is fifty thousand dollars um and its market cap i don't remember what it is but it's, it was pretty high so fifty thousand dollar traded volume is like minuscule pretty much and you compare zephyr now with a traded volume of 1.8 million with probably a similar market cap. I don't know what Carlson's is at this moment, but point is like relative to market cap, the you can almost take trading volume as a ratio and look at it over a period of time and say, wait, what proportion of the the, the price of the market cap is actually being traded? Um, is an interesting sort of way of looking at things. Um, and so far, all of those metrics have been really good. Um, and and I don't and I don't know if like any team tokens have been sold for for uh, for Zephyr, since it's a private, you can't actually tell. So that's a good and bad thing. It's good if, like, let's say the price is doing really well with the team selling. Oh, awesome! Well, great. Like that means that the buyers are overwhelming the team and the mining-related selling. Let's say, on the other hand, like, you know, maybe they're selling a bunch, and that's caused the price to drop some. Okay, so what? Well, you, it doesn't serve any source of fud because you can't prove it anyway. So I think that's a beautiful thing about Zephyr is like the even if the team sells, you'll never know. And that's excellent because, you know, like if Satoshi were to sell some Bitcoin, well, it's going to cause like a panic in the industry, right? <laughs> like, so with this, like at least the team can actually utilize their tokens when they feel like it, sell judiciously if they'd like to. And um, it doesn't cause any FUD like, oh, no, the team is selling and they're going to dump on us or whatever. And um, the more actual coins that are mined with Zephyr, the more circulating supply there is out of the 18 million that's, you know, slated to be mined. Uh, the more of that's out there, the more of it dilutes the actual um, team as well, not just the holders. But so the incentives are basically aligned, aligned, and um, I think a lot of the miners are not selling; they're just holding on to their coins. Because if they were all selling all their tokens, the price of Zephyr would be considerably lower now. I think, you know, for dilution. Because like, look at KLS has a crazy high hash rate, and um, the price is just really, really depressed. Now that I've said this, it's probably a good time to get KLS again. <laughs> like I probably going to get some 
Yeah, I was just debating getting some just because the chart is so like abysmally bottomed out. It probably is time for it to run again, probably. So it might be. Well, I will say though, Sebi, the 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 potential and the prospect, like if we're we were to say like um, Zephyr was to be picked up on another like more prominent significant exchange, other than the you know those two kind of or you know few others that you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, new exchange listings is good for um, exit and entrance liquidity in theory, but you want the new exchanges after the price runs up a lot more. So right now, like let's say you get to a billion market cap and then it gets listed on KuCoin, that's much better. Because um, why is that the case? It's just simple. It's like the order book. You get a fresh new order book and those larger exchanges have deeper liquidity. So let's say you have mooned your Zephyr token. It's worth a million dollars now or whatever. And you want to sell this thing uh, because you want to materialize your million dollars and, um, and sell. Um, by having a lot of deeper liquidity, now you can sell without tanking the price too much, right? Whereas the, the higher the price goes and the bigger the sell pressure gets and the less liquid the exchange is, the order, order book gets cleaned out pretty quickly. Because there won't there there wouldn't be enough like buy pressure to overcome the sell that you're trying to make, right? So you want the high mark once the market cap goes up, then you want more exchange listings, not early. You want to the to like relatively illiquid order books if you want number to go up. And then like it becomes the market maker's problem to find you exit liquidity as opposed to actually having to find a bunch of new real users to buy it off of you. Does that make sense? Like the, the market maker themselves becomes the, the exit liquidity at that point, um, as opposed to having to find a bunch of new buyers. It's, it's, yeah, it's like you have to think from the perspective of the market maker and like what that looks like. So I think the team is not too excited about like doing too many listings for um, Zephyr very early. I think they want to, I think they want to like have a steady cadence of new exchange listings for this reason. So they, they seem, pretty smart. They, they seem pretty smart about it. Yeah, they seem pretty smart about this sort of thing, which is good. And hopefully some of the stuff I'm talking about, like maybe they're listening and it rubs off and they, they take heed. So <laughs> I, I've been repeating this over and over again just to make sure that they understand like how to do this shit. Because um, I don't want them to fuck it up. It's, a, it's an important thing not to dump on the... Uh, it's, it's important for teams not to dump on early users. Like you want that hardcore early user base and you know you want a team that holds on to their tokens as well as like not distribute too many tokens to exchanges to dump on users um so when you it's like an autism out, token like if if yeah. you're not giving it away like you that's like dumping it's like it's completely in violation of the uh you know market maker well, the, the idea is like um a coin does well if it like obviously you want market caps to go much higher and the way crypto works is like if you can get to a very high market cap, typically things stay at those levels for forever. Like go go look at there's some top hundred tokens up out there like BSV. BSV is like just the silliest proof of work chain. That's a Bitcoin fork with like um, that Craig Wright and his cronies kind of put together. And you know no matter how much FUD and how much delistings have gone on, it's still in the top 100 by market cap. Think about that. Like how long has that shit been out? Like 20. 18 or something, I think it, it came out, I believe, and it's still around. Um, so the thing is, like, if you can get your, your blockchain to get to that billion plus market cap, or especially up to like 3 billion to, 
to 10 billion level and it can languish there for years and years and years and still do fine. So like Monero is still, you know, there and it's been out since 2014. It's got a $3 billion market cap. People use it just fine um, as an example. And you, you want that for your, your chain. You want, you want to get to that billion plus and then park it there somehow. And it gets locked in because of all the new exchanges that add liquidity and depth. And then it's really hard to move the price up when you have high depth. And it's hard to move the price. It's, it's hard to move the price down also when you have really high you know, market depth. So look at Dogecoin's a great example. Like if you look at the market cap that it was before the last season, which was way lower, I don't remember what it was. And then it went off to like, you know, crazy numbers, right? It was like, you know, 75 cent Dogecoin or something. And now it's sitting at like five cents to a to um, 10 cent range. And it's been there for the entirety of the bear market. But notice it never got back down to the previous market caps that it was at before. Why? Why is that? Is it because there's no sellers or is it because like what? The reason is because like when Dogecoin went up and pumped like crazy, a bunch of exchanges listed Dogecoin. I mean, like everybody did, like Robinhood, like, I mean, you name it. And those market makers assigned a fair amount of liquidity to, to Dogecoin. So it is really difficult to move Dogecoin's price up because it takes a, just a ton of money to get all the Doge off the exchanges and like, like actually cause a supply shock um, because there's so much depth. But it's also hard to make the price go down. So if you, ha- if you were an owner of Dogecoin before the big 2021 pump or whatever, um, you're sitting really pretty right now because like, it's like you could sell almost as much as you want and you're not going to tank the price that easily. Right. Unless like you're the founder or some shit and you have a ton or something like that. But, um, but yeah, Shiba Inu is the same, same sort of story. Um, you know, so that's the interesting thing about these high market caps and the way the exchanges work. Um, uh, the more exchanges you get like later, the, the more you just lock in that market cap for a very, very long time. And that's what I'm hoping happens to Zephyr that it hits well, that maybe one to three billion. Huh? The commitment needs to be there amongst the market makers, right? You know, it all hinges upon that. Uh, you know, what do you, how do you feel about that advice, Midas? Uh, Sefi has given us a golden egg. I don't know if he can hear you. <laughs> he might be busy. Anyway, but you get the picture. Like, you, you this is how you want these coins to be listed. And so the pre- previous question he was asking, like, um, you know, earlier on was like, well, how do you know when to sell? Well, there's not an exact moment, but you can watch for certain things happening. And if you're seeing more and more exchanges being listed, there's not an urgency to sell because like it's harder and harder to bring the price down back to where it was. Right. So like, what do you, why are you rushing off to sell it? So if like three months from now, a new exchange comes online, another three months, another exchange, another three months, and it's just the price is going up. Um, and each new exchange sort of like helps lock in that higher market cap. And as long as that keeps happening and, you know, you're still in a relatively bullish market, BTC is running up and everything's kind of climbing. There's not really a rush to sell. Um, I think just simply be patient. And if you are, if you buy low enough on any coin, so if you're really, really early, like, you know, Zephyr's early, it's like 15 million market cap, 60 million, I think right now. And um, it goes to like a billion market cap. And then let's say it dumps to, you know, like it takes a big nosedive to, you know, 400 million, right? Like a 60% retracement off the billion market cap, let's say. 
like so what like you're still ahead like a ton right you're you're still up a let's say you're up a 10x or whatever it is you you know you have so as long as you're really really early like when you sell and all that becomes irrelevant because you you can sell at a very high gain even if you completely mess up the timing and um and i think that's the way to go like because here's the thing like you could sell so that the the way to do it would be to to ride it to the the, the giga top um wait till it does like its pullbacks right and then so long as you're way way ahead of your initial principle you can simply just wait um because on the way down like let's say a 60 percent retracement happens that that retracement could still put you ahead of where you would have otherwise sold too early right so like you don't know where the top is so until you know where the top is you won't know where the like next retracement's going to be like the next 80 percent retracement but so long as the the pump is so gigantic that it like completely leaves your current trading range behind um then you're in good shape right so like you so the trading range meaning like on the log scale like let's say for right now you're in the you know 20 to 100 dollar price range and let's say at some point in the future you're in the i don't know 600 to a thousand dollar price range you're so far past your price range that it no longer matters anymore right because like even if you mess up completely when your exit is it doesn't make any difference so like what you're saying is that somebody who's like off being virtuous you know giving away their autism um they could you know rest easy knowing that uh they didn't miss the peak sell opportunity right yeah maybe <laughs> like um someone someone mentioned like someone said had a tweet and they said something like uh if bill gates had not um like uh gone and um taken his microsoft stock and sold it and diversified if he hadn't listened to Warren buffett then uh he would have been worth like over a trillion now this is not exactly true because had Bill Gates not sold his stock, then you would not necessarily have like the same investor base that you do today, right? Because you wouldn't have, you know, you wouldn't have handed out more shares to sell to people. And you would not have necessarily maybe the broader base of investors to drive the company to where it is today. Like, uh, because you would always worry that Bill Gates is going to dump on you, right? So, like, you can't really just simply say, oh, had Bill Gates not sold, you just live in a different universe then. That universe would not look like this one and it would have different consequences and maybe different uh, company CEOs and different owners and maybe Microsoft would have not been successful in that alternative universe. Would, would we have been able to install Windows 11 without an internet connection? <laughs> that is the question. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, yeah, yeah, good point. Um, but yeah, you see the thing is like the woulda, coulda, shoulda, the thing about like distribu token distribution and autism is just one example is you want to hand it out to as many people as possible because a wider token distribution, uh, creates a broader user base, uh, of which, of whom some of which go and buy the token for starters. Uh, so they might actually put actual cash in, but also, uh, the more widely distributed it is and the smaller the amounts that, that everybody has like the more likely people are just going to ride it to Valhalla because if it's, if you have too much of it, then what will end up happening is you'll just simply 
you know, you'll be tempted to sell it. Whereas if you have relatively small amounts, like, you know, it'll just be dust in your wallet. And you may not even pay attention to it. Um, so to the wider public, it looks like, oh, look, there's lots of wallets that have this thing. A lot of them are really small wallets that aren't going to notice whether it goes up or down or whatever, and they're not going to sell. And therefore, like, I feel safe buying this thing because there's not like a, a gigantic team allocation that's going to dump on me or something like that. Right. So there's little do they know that like 25% of them are uh, Cephy's like alt wallets. Yeah, it could be. Doing these but they could be. Right? Right? They could be. That's that's a that's a legitimate concern. In the uh, in that, like in crypto, you never really know who has what, right? Satoshi has lots of wallets, for example, for BTC. Um, how many wallets are there, and how many are definitely Satoshi's? You don't know for sure. Um, so there's right. So there's you don't know that for sure. And um, and then in the Zephyr space, like where it's private, um, you also don't know for sure who has how much exactly. Although, except that in this case, the team said that they had a certain amount. And they mined a certain, you know, who knows how much they would have mined, you know, with their own mining equipment and who knows, right? Like these things you'll never really know. But the the better the distribution generally, the more likely you get a favorable outcome because like um, chance favors a better outcome. Not so much because everyone, the market participants know for sure, but because just the probability goes up if you get a better distribution. That's why like every token project is like worried about like airdropping to people. What do you think airdrops are, right? This is what the purpose of it is to get circulating tokens in a wide variety of holders, many of whom hopefully don't sell or maybe don't even use their tokens. And it makes it look like it's a more organic market. Um, and this is something that can be done in crypto that is not exactly done in stocks and stuff like in stocks and whatnot, you usually get like a bunch of early investors and they're the ones that make all the money. Cause like the venture capital or the early investors, you know, they'll list the, the stock on the stock market. And then like those holders will make a bunch of money and then sell immediately or whatever it is they do. Some of them maybe have vesting of their stocks and stuff, but either way, like, how fair is that to the newcomer? The newcomer is buying the literal top when you get a, like initial stock offering. Um, the newcomer is actually buying the top, which is very funny. It's not really fair um, in the way like the new venture capital investor is getting um, into it. But of course, the new venture capital investor takes a lot of risk because the, many companies go to zero, like legitimately. Um, so they're getting outsized gains for taking outsized risk. So capital is um, risky in its deployment and it's risky in, um, in that you can lose all your money. Um, and that's true in crypto as well. So in, in this space, like, yeah, that token distribution and how sort of honest that is, is always a point of um, contention. This, this is why like Andromeda's protocols coin, like they just released the ANDR token. Um, they have a gigantic team allocation, by the way. It's like it's like most of its team, like centrally uh, allocated to early investors and whoever else. Um, and they released the token on Shade Protocol. Why? Because Shade is a privacy chain. Um, it's a DEX on a privacy protocol called Secret Network, uh, a privacy chain. And um, you can't tell like how, who's buying how much. So if I were to go onto Shade and buy like a million dollars worth of Andromeda token, you would never be able to know that I had that much, right? And um, that's an interesting way to do a token launch in a private manner so that like you don't know exactly how many whales or whatever. Um, some people will say, oh, look, there's like three whales that bought all of this coin. I don't want to get involved because these guys are going to dump on me at some point. 
right? So like if it's an open ledger, it just creates FUD if someone buys a lot of coin. Maybe those token holders are not intending to dump on you. Maybe they're going to hold it till Valhalla. Who, how the hell do you know? But the point is like you start spinning stories as soon as it's on a public ledger. Um, who owns how much stock and whatever else, like it becomes a... Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say was the, probably the appeal, if, if anything, for Zephyr and, you know, like currencies is that people can, you know, have that kind of insulation in, in, that, in like yeah. the crypto kind of uh, market. Yeah, there are certain situations where, yeah, exactly. Some insulation would be, would be helpful. It'd be like voting, for example. Like, let's take, for example, um, um, let's say you're a whale in a, in a Cosmos ecosystem chain and you're voting for some proposition and everyone knows that's your wallet for whatever reason. Maybe you're a founder or something. Now it's like you can't even anonymously vote because like your vote automatically is telegraphed to everybody. So there's no there's no question like there's a, there's scenarios where um, where yeah privacy is relevant, um, and uh, that's what that's kind of what Secret Network is built around that idea that you know voting and all sorts of other things that you might care about you'd want to have in a private manner. Um, yeah, and it's also there's also gaming applications for privacy too because if you know the other person's hand in poker, like what's the game then, right? So there's that element as well to privacy. I know that's well. You just have to be the best poker player to know the no, you know, you know, you know the cards. You know everyone else's hands. <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess certain types of games can be played where you know everyone else's hands, not others. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, yeah, that, that's why like uh, there's so many elements to sort of like this concept of truth and privacy. Um, like if you just talk about on-chain truth, then I think the Oracle network like Chainlink or somebody like that who is producing systems for companies and real world assets to be like verifiably proven to be true um, somehow requires like real world verification and sort of like truth oracles in terms of prices and things. So Chainlink is sort of like the play on truth and real world assets. Um, something like Zephyr is like personal privacy. I don't think Zephyr is so big that you're going to, and so, it's like certainly not particularly fast either. It's not like a high TPS type of thing. So it's more a play on, you know, a bid for on personal privacy that people are going to want personal privacy. So that would be like Zephyr. Um, Secret Network, which is basically a DeFi platform with a, um, the token for that is SCRT. That's like a privacy DeFi platform where let's say you want to trade on an order book and you don't want everyone to be able to see everyone else's orders. On a centralized exchange, you automatically get some degree of privacy because not everything is broadcast on there. Um, only some piece of information are. Um, like for example, on a centralized exchange, you don't know who is putting all the different orders in the in the book, right? There's just a bunch of orders in there. You don't know, like, you know, maybe multiple orders from the same person. Possibly, you wouldn't know for sure. Um, the same thing is true, like on Secret Network, the order book should be obscured, and you wouldn't know who's buying what. So, um, DeFi in a secret ecosystem is a bit different than DeFi in an open ledger ecosystem. The PVP well, I would say is the big I would say the big question would be like, well, what's the, you know, the, after, you know, Zephyr moves from uh, Max C, 
what's the next you know is it going to be uh the co-exchange that i think that is a interesting i think deposit as well what exchange i understand like what when at what point uh and where uh does the you know the coin yeah minting minting kind of uh stuff going on at the exchanges maybe what's the next one what's the big big drop and when do you perceive maybe who's going to mint more zsd to to um to to list on the exchange huh is that what you're asking not not the yes. effort, but yes yes exactly and like well, I, yeah. just you know, probing just a little bit deeper like how far out do you do you see maybe potentially um you know that kind of action well let's see um let me look at um so if you go to network.zephyrprotocol.com it shows that we're at a 1600% reserve ratio uh, there is 1,050,000 Zephyr stable dollars in circulation. That number hasn't moved for the past month or so. Um, I think exchanges and all are much more comfortable with a modest amount of ZSD and they're comfortable with minting it so long as the collateralization ratio is pretty high. So right now it's really, really safe to mint ZSD because you're 1600% over collateralized, right? It's like, there's only a million ZSD out there and Zeph is worth like, you know, and there's like a 60 million market cap of Zeph of which like, I think eight, 700,000 Zeph are, are actually um, collateralizing the, the uh, stable coin. So I think like if we have another big move, let's say a 10X of Zephyr from here, I think it'd be reasonable for exchanges or whoever to convert another 10x the current amount of ZSD. So maybe go to like 10 million ZSD could happen. And as the reserve ratio falls, as you know, like you can print more ZRS, the the reserve token, and and to back it. Um, I think that could happen. Um, like I, I just don't know how much ZSD demand there is. Um, and that's going to play a role. So like the organic, it's good because like if there's organic growth of ZSD, it doesn't become under collateralized and it becomes, there's no like reason to death spiral it or whatever um, because the Zephyr market cap will be so much higher. Um, I don't know how much real world usage of ZSD there's going to be. I, I think I, I look at this as simply just Monero again. Like the Z- stable dollar portion is like a convenience feature. But like, is it going to scale? No, because it has to be over collateralized. Is it going to, you know, be a big trading pair on some exchanges? Maybe. I don't know. Um, But like to me, ZSD would make perfect sense to be a trading pair on a privacy exchange, like on a DEX somewhere, like a like a Thorchain fork or something that has privacy. That would be really compelling. Um, I think you're underestimating the potential for uh, people to take interest in like how, how fast that adoption process could happen. Like, you know, socially. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we saw the UST and how adopted it became, but that was um, a much more easy to scale system because it only took one dollar of Luna to build, like, to mint one dollar of UST, and a lot of that real world adoption happened not because of any organic reason, but a significant portion of the UST usage was you know, depositing on Anchor for the Anchor rewards. I don't know if you remember all that shit, but like it wasn't particularly organic um, because the the mechanism for how Anchor protocol worked was more promotional yield. So right now there's no Ponzi not mixed yield on ZSD and which is, that's a good thing. 
But I don't know, like the way I'm thinking of this, Don, is that like, it doesn't really matter if ZSD is popular or not. Like so long as this is a slightly better Monero, that's good enough to get me to the one to three billion market cap that I'm interested in. Um, everything else is just gravy on that. If, if I'm wrong and we get a ton of ZSD adoption or whatever, awesome. Like it's like, it's just like more power to us, right? It, it drives ZSD even higher. Um, sorry, it drives Zeph um, prices even higher because it creates more supply shocks of, uh, you know, Zephyr that has to be locked up in reserve to print the stable coin. But, you know, I, I, we're so over collateralized right now that if someone wanted to convert their ZRS back to Zeph, they could do that right now. So it does like there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of holding pressure. It's not like a staked coin. ZRS can be converted so long as the collateralization ratio is above 800 percent. Um, and I think what's going to end up happening is just the game theory of this. I think we're always going to stay very over collateralized. There's going to be consistently more um, more demand for Zeph than there will be for the ZSD, which is good because then you don't get death spirals and stuff. But at the same time, uh, it doesn't mean that like someone who owns like let's say Zephyr Moons, they could sell their ZRS easily because you're you're so um, you're, it's not locked up because you're not under collateralized. ZRS only can't be sold if Zeph goes under 400% collateralization rate. I'm sorry, ZSD goes under 400% collateralization rate. So you're not going to see a lot of selling, um, per, uh, like a holding pressure on the ZRS token very often, I don't think. So all that's, yeah, but like you were saying, if it's bullish, if, yeah, if people want the ZSD token, use it for stuff, excellent. Like it's bullish. But for me, it's just interesting in that, like, Let's say the price of Zephyr Moons and it's worth a billion dollars stabilized, and I want to convert some of my Zeph to ZSD. And I want to do it in private in my wallet without having any other external mediator. Then I can do that with a high degree of certainty because most likely, if Zeph Moons were so over collateralized, I can print as much ZSD as I want in my wallet, right? So, like, I, I could basically um, it, it, there's just basically no problem in in minting ZSD personally for me. Forget about like whether everyone else wants to use it. I can personally use it because it's over collateralized so much. I can mint it to my heart's desire. That's kind of the cool thing to me. So this is why I think like an over collateralized system is more useful for singular users, not so much for mass adoption type like usage. But I think you were trying to say that like if another exchange gets comes on board, like let's say for example, um, KuCoin and they're going to list some ZSD, they're going to need to mint some to list it. Like maybe they'll list a million dollars worth or something. And they're going to, you know, print some ZSD, which then locks up more Zeph um, in ZRS tokens, theoretically. Well, I think like a lot of people, like it's taken a little bit for the, like, the industries to kind of catch on to like the uh, technology aspect of, you know, like you said, integrating these kind of systems. But I think there's a lot of uh, like more of a interest in uh, like, you know, the widespread population individuals that um you know are, are kind of interested specifically in this kind of thing I, I i agree it will be just icing on the cake yeah like we, we, you know who we need to attract we need to attract like the the of uh, the entire like paranoia rabbit hole crowd like you know that's the zephyr theoretical users the people that are like really worried about um other people knowing what's happening to their money um it's it's interesting that like the privacy narrative doesn't catch on with the conspiracy crowd as much as you think it would, right? Like it's like that. You, it seems like it's tailor made for that crowd almost. But I don't know. 
unless they also are like paranoid about crypto or something, which would be a problem. I don't know. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a learning curve for a lot of people, like in the conspiracy crowd, I would say. Uh, but I think you're, uh, you, you know, you're right that eventually uh, a lot of people would come on board. I think uh, take an interest as things kind of trend into more integrated technologies. It's surprising how most of the conspiracy people are not crypto friendly when you think about it. The older generations from US especially. I can just chip in a little bit of in particular yeah, it's, of it's UFO like, communities. It's like, the, it's like the Facebook Karen's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the UFO communities, for example, they would rather uh do GoFundMe. And so like we're working on a DAO on this thing, right? So if you start presenting a DAO concept, they really don't like it. They would rather do GoFundMe, do it the very clunky way, because they're just afraid of crypto. They just don't understand it. And I'm curious what could be the bridge to teach, or let's say, because you would expect them to be the first ones in line to learn about it. Yeah, I mean, do you think like the UFO crowd that's like, what is your... So wait, what what kind of UFO stuff do you do exactly, and what is the uh, what is the yeah, concept? Yeah, so I just don't, also don't want to shill and just be be very careful of how much to share. But it's just a, a DAO of so everything related with the disclosure. So okay. it will be voting. It will be elected votes for activities, projects, researches, whatever you want, right? So anyone can propose a project to undergo. I'll just give an example. Like you know these Peru alien mummies, uh-huh. which was like a very controversial. So now right. it's not necessary anymore. But before, they only did a local study, and everyone's saying like, "Yeah, I don't know, you know, like who knows this is real or not." Mm. So we even already found like a few universities in Germany and Sweden as well. If there's a need to fund it, research it, release information public, monetize it, get back to treasury, and also get back to some of the holders and everything related to that sphere. So because you have so many very good communities. But they have absolutely zero power in terms of uh, financing anything. And there's yeah. so many things you can what, do, what especially when you want to verify. What could be interesting for like a DAO or something is um, the ability to send like funds to someone in private. So let's say, for example, I am nervous about the government finding about, out about my UFO like hunting activities. And but I want to fund, you know, somebody that is doing something and then like use something like Zephyr, then it's like you can send money in secret to to fund such a thing in theory. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Um, th- so the, the interesting thing to me would be like, um, I think you have different categories of US, UFO crowd. I think you do have the people that are genuinely a bit more paranoid that, you know, well, you know, as well as I do, that like some fraction of the UFO crowd is just simply like, Paranoid schizophrenics wondering about UFOs. It has nothing to do with like (laughs) reality in any way, shape, or form. So there's that crowd for sure, and that crowd may be paranoid enough to be like, well, they don't want to participate in something with like when people can find out who they were because they have like an element of paranoia that you know someone's going to come after them or something. Um, Then you have like other people who are just like straight up normal citizens who who care about you know UFO related stuff or whatever. Um, And then you have like. Yeah, the the friction that it takes to get from crypto to uh, pay for something. And first, you have to acquire your crypto. And then second, you have to figure out how to pay for something with it. Um, I think the main thing is that, like, I don't think it's just a UFO crowd. I think people just don't like paying for stuff in crypto because it's just silly how much friction there is to get, you know, to pay for something. Um, this is the This is the main issue, I think. 
Well, that that's true, because now it's also getting more difficult as compared to a few years ago with the on-ramping KYCs and stuff. But on top of it, uh, we just had a discussion uh, today and yesterday as well, because we had some Reddit groups that were interested, but I was quite, uh, and I was told by members to, to explain them what more of what a DAO is, right? And I explicitly said, look, if you're not native with crypto, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather you just lurk and observe, but not start learning about crypto just to join the DAO, because God forbid, if it, it, the very first year when you join crypto, there's so many mistakes, scams, phishings, hackings. So we would also feel a bit, you know, uh, liable if that was the reason why people even got onto crypto. <laughs> yeah, you think about it, it's update. ridiculous. They come into your Discord. This is not financial advice. Steffi, I have Steffi is not a financial advisor. Can I please tell the people I have some emergency updates? Wabi, all the numbers are going up. We know already. You're late. Listen, listen, hold on. I, You're can late. I give the, can I give the report? Uh, Jesus I have Christ. To tell the people. All right. Something just came in into my desk. All right. Give the reports. in like Taoism, there's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Chirping on the bird app, listening to nerds laugh, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly. They just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preaching open sauce, but don't listen to the code. And now it's mutiny, community uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose, sticking with my armory. Yeah, beta. And Bruce, repping psychedelic artistry, believe in the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue. GM fam, really worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, this shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, huh? Less knee jerk, more evolution, less shit coin Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rat fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat, now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you it would be like you don't, have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.